Welcome to another episode of Tabletop Trio. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And we have a very special episode for you. Cast Iron Kyle is with us, and uh, he brought some food. Yeah, we got, uh, we got a bunch of different steaks here. We got a T-bone. We got two New York strips. We got an elk medallion. I even brought some prime sirloin here. We got some potatoes marinating, some upstate New York speedy sauce. I even brought my own olive oil and my own spatula. Bam. Had Sheesh. everything. He, he bought some beer. He bought some hot sauces. My mouth is still hot. I loved them. So good. <laughs> it was... We didn't have them yet, though. Or did we? Did oh. we? Oh. <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> you just... Tabletop trio. You just totoed the curtain on the Wizard of Oz, bro. <laughs> Let's are, jump in. Are we not supposed to indicate that we've done this already? No, it's the beginning. <laughs> oh, we always record these. We're like, oh, we had a great show today. We we talked to you about this, 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 and this. And then like, oh, did I, I thought, ruin it? No, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. this, this is all staying I'm in the, the new. This is all it. This is all staying in the intro. I'm in. I'm the noob. You're the seasoned veteran. Oh. Get it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I guess that makes sense. Uh, tabletop trio. Another hour of love. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Tabletop Trio. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. We're doing a, a little something a little different. As you can see, the setup is a little different. Yeah. Uh, but we've got a special guest, good friend of mine. Cast Iron Kyle is his name. You can check him out on Instagram at castiron underscore Kyle. And uh, Kyle, what are we uh, what are we cooking here today? So we got we got a bunch of different different meat options here. Mostly steak, but we got a, we got an elk medallion here. Look at that thing. Look at that. How lean that is. There's no fat on it. Like <laughs> it, complete contrast to everyone in this room. Completely lean. <laughs> um, we have two New York strips. We got look at this look at this T-bone we got prime T-bone. Okay, and we got prime sirloin there. So I'm gonna give these guys a little taste of. A little bit of everything that you can get, you know, in the cast iron. I got some seasoned potatoes here. We even got our own little special grove and vine olive oil. So we're going to get cooking, guys. It's cool to lay it in there. You yeah. ready for some sizzle? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. So we're going to start. When you're cooking meat, you always want to start with your biggest piece first because um, it takes longer to cook, obviously. So we're going to take our T-bone. We're going to lay that in. We got this nice turn-of-the-century Wapak. Oh, you hear that? Hear oh, that, that was a good noise coming through the that mic. That was a good one. So due to the limited amount of space and skillets, we're going to do a couple things together. I'm going to throw the sirloins in with the T-bone. See how good of a char we can get. Yeah, nice don't mind a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> these boys get on with their show. We're going to do the New York strips over here. I, I nice just love the sound. That we're getting right now. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good sizzle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just made everybody watching us really hungry. <laughs> Almost immediately. Look at that. Look at that. Immediately. Immediately hungry. We're gonna do some potatoes here. We got a Wapak Indian head. I guarantee this is the first time you've ever seen that kind of skillet on Twitch. Oh man! Just that? so you know, the way we've got the camera <laughs> angle, we've got all four skillets in your hands, oh, yeah. basically, that. just to make it easier for what you want to show everybody. That's a photo right there. Look at that! Oh, it, yeah. it really do look that way. <laughs> there is no skillet on this stove newer than like 1925. Jeez! <laughs> uh, taking a look quick at the uh, the chat, we got uh, Peter in there saying good evening, folks. Good evening, Peter. Thanks good for evening. checking out with us. 
Uh, Wild Child says, do not let Bob, do not let Bob cook. Anyways, good morning, <laughs> afternoon, evening. And if you don't eat steak medium rare, I don't like you. We actually talked about that before the show started. He was like, medium rare? And I'm like, yeah, or you could eat chips because you're not eating. <laughs> but, Dad, what if someone wants their steak well done? They we go outside. We yet firmly ask them to leave. Yes. <laughs> Politely but firmly. Strafe, I'm with you. It's a good, a good steak isn't supposed to be cooked well done like that. you got, you got to get that flavor in there. You, you lose it all when you cook it well done. I, I yeah. think I've said this on the chat before, but when I was a kid, I hated steak. And... Only come to find out that it was because my mom was really bad at making steak. <laughs> so I always get these like hockey pucks and be like, this is chewy and doesn't taste like anything. This isn't even fun to eat. And then I went to a steakhouse by myself or like with friends, not with my parents. By myself? <laughs> like with my I'm friends. I'm out of here. I think I when I was like know. 22, we went to, you, weren't you with me for that? The Borgata? That's possible. We went to Bobby Flay Steakhouse in the Borgana, and I was like, all right, well, listen. This you went to the casino. There just oh. happened to be a steakhouse. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me let me see what a real steak is like. Everybody's talking like, oh, my God, this is the best food on the planet. And I was like, this, this is steak? This, this, has, this has a flavor. and this, doesn't make me chew for 25 minutes before I swallow. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's the exact thing that happened with me and pork chops. I never like... Pork chops. They're pork always chop too dry. Like mm-hmm. I, I, it, I just imagine eating them like I'm a Minecraft character. It just, it's the same sound. It's the same consistency. I'm not a fan. And then I sous vide the pork chops. Uh, so I cooked them like, I, first of all, I didn't know pork chops could be medium rare. That was my first like, what? huh, moment. Yeah. And then uh, I finished them off with the sous vide gun, which is uh, for all intents and purposes, a flamethrower um, to give it like a nice crust. And I, me and my wife took a bite, and we were like, oh, my God, pork is fucking delicious. <laughs> it's like steak. There's good cuts and bad cuts. I mean, it all depends on where you source your stuff from. Yeah, you know? it's mm-hmm. it Personally, was I get mine from the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, you could do that, or you could just go to the place where, like, they all had names and stuff. You just kind of want to go in between that. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, that's Gregory. He was great. He loved celery. Like, okay, I don't want to eat Gregory. <laughs> cool. I'm going to top him with a piece of celery. Yeah. <laughs> fitting, fitting. So, it, An so, homage to Greg. Do you have, like, a local butcher you like going to, then? Oh, yeah, there's a couple. There's a guy in Trenton uh, just opened. It's called uh, Victor's Meats. Dude has, like... Prime sales on Wednesdays. Prices are really good. He, it, it's really high quality stuff. Wow. And it's kind of neat because you don't really see any old school style butcher shops. Like he'll cut it for you. you gotta, he'll be mm. like, all right, hang on. I'll go cut it. If you want a ribeye thicker bone in, he'll cut the bone out if you want it. Wow. It's so he really cool. knows what he's doing. You could do that at any grocery store, but they, yeah. they kind of take the magic out of it. They're like, you can poof. Here you yeah, go. Our, oh, you could do our it. shop yeah. right uh, over here just got like the butcher section. And I mean, I, we're lucky because he gets like the USDA stuff in. He gets Wagyu, so I'll kind of like bug him. I'll be Wagyu like, hey, give me the good stuff. Right? Yeah, A five. No, it was like two hundred dollars a pound. It was ridiculous. Wow, <laughs> jeez. But um, dude, that's like driving like Wagyu at Shopper. That's that's like driving like an eighties BMW. It's a, it's a BMW, yeah, but it's from the eighties. Yeah, but it's BMW. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, someone here is asking the details about the steak. About what? The uh, your, your details. So, about the steaks. Uh, what are, are these oh, so prime or? 
the T-bone is prime. The sirloin, this is the prime skillet right here. <laughs> um, so the T-bone's prime, and the sirloin pieces I have here are prime. Then over here we have, uh, I guess it would be USDA Choice uh, New York Strips. Um, I don't have the heat on as high as I'd like to, simply because I don't want to smoke out the room uh, or have the fan on. You know what I mean? Like, if you're right. doing this, cooking this for your family, you'd want them, like, searing hot. You will get a little bit of smoke. Mm -hmm. But if you have an overhead vent or if you do it outside, you can dissipate that. But mm -hmm. it, it, they'll still come out fine, you know, right. as you see when, when we test. Yeah. So let um, me ask you a question to somebody who's never cooked a steak before. Sure. Right. When I'm selecting my cut, I don't know what the difference is between prime and choice. Okay. Well, it's all about the diet of the cow, the animal, how it was raised. The, I mean, you can even go as deep with like Wagyu and stuff as like bloodline of the cows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um basically comes down to marbleizing and fat content you know okay. so yeah good fat um, versus bad fat you don't want like it depends what kind of meat you're going for if you want like a filet mignon or like a um like a london broil you don't want too much fat there because of the way that you cook it you know doesn't doesn't change anything but like when you want when you get a ribeye or a new york strip you want a good marbling in there because that's going to make that cut good if you Got look it. for People are like, oh, I want a New York strip and a, or a ribeye, but I don't want any fat. It's like, well, you're going to have, it's kind of yeah, like outdoing each mm -hmm. other, so to speak. Yeah, gotcha. But, um, have any of you guys ever had any game before, like any elk or? I had. Okay. Bear jerky Ooh. a couple months ago. Okay. So one of my coworkers is an avid hunter, and uh, he, as he quotes it, bagged a bear, <laughs> and uh, he brought in seasoned bear jerky for everybody and the seasoning was really good but the jerky was tough as fuck it felt really? like eating a piece of shoe really wow. tasted really good but was really really difficult to eat mm. how about that i've I, had venison yep. before I but that's venison yeah that's kind of I've, about I've it i've had venison i've had venison jerky which is actually one of my favorite jerkies um Venison hot I've dogs. I've eaten crocodile. Bambi burgers. Crocodile's um, weird. Crocodile's weird. That's crocodile's like greasy chicken. Yeah. Um, crocodile doesn't taste like same anything. Same with snake. It doesn't taste like anything. doesn't smell like anything. It's, it's just there. Really? Cook it. Yeah, Every dude. time I've had it, crocodile, because I had it like four times. Every time I have it, it tastes like greasy chicken. It depends on how they, um, it it's one of those meats where like how you prepare it is the flavor it's going to take. Yeah, that's like tofu. What it yeah. soaks in and cooks in is how it's going to essentially come out so when i went to jacksonville to visit charlie in florida mm -hmm. there was like a roadside gator stand and he was like <laughs> you gotta try this place little like fried gator chunks like boneless wings really oh yeah and they were phenomenal maybe i don't maybe they were frying it in like i don't maybe there was like chicken stock in it or something that made it adopt that flavor but it was really good i've never had gator and not really liked it I've, I've never had that. Uh, we have someone in the chat uh, that said they've had boar, elk, and venison, and all three were delicious. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for elk because I've never tried it. Yeah, me neither. That, that's one of those things that I've... It's on my bucket list. I actually have... Um, so, uh, I had a, uh, a friend who I was getting... I get Christmas trees from. And uh, we were talking. I went to go pick up a tree... Three hours later, I came back with a tree and a bunch of fresh venison meat. Because he's like, yeah, I just, we had the hunting season, and I've got like four freezers full, and I'm definitely not going to eat this all. So here. And I was like, thanks. Um, I've never, 
cooked any of this before. And he's like, well, you like cooking. And here's some extra in case you mess up. <laughs> so, like, my freezer has, like, venison sausages and oh, damn. Wow. Man, all this Hell other yeah. stuff. I'm, like, afraid to cook it because I'm like, I don't know how. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I When I was real little, I had to have, like, been less than a year old. Um, my dad was involved with, like a, like, a Boy Scout troop. And a buddy of his is, you know, hardcore piney. And if you're not from New Jersey, a piney is basically (laughs) New Jersey's version of, like... The boonies. Boonies, backwoods, (laughs) like... Like, imagine a a Cajun living in the swamp. That's like... Yeah. That is to Louisiana what the Pine Barrens are to New Jersey. Yeah. Um, So this guy shows up (laughs) New Jersey Bayou. Like, this guy just shows up at my house, and my mom is taking care of me. My dad's out of the the house. Mm. And in the back of his truck has a deer. And he's like... Hey, uh, is uh, Robert home? I need his. Uh, I need the key to his shop to go into his warehouse because, like, he would just use my dad's warehouse to like dress finish, the deer. like dressing up the deer. Like he'll <laughs> field dress it, but then he'll really like butcher it in the back of my dad's shop. Yeah. So my mom's like, "This weird guy is here with a dead deer in his truck and wants the key <laughs> to your shop." And my dad just goes, "Oh yeah, that's Ted. Just give him a, uh, just just give him his, uh, you know, the key, and you know, we'll, we'll figure it out." Um, so we did that. My mom came in the back like a couple days later and there's just a deer carcass handy, like hanging in my dad's shop. And, and for any of you that don't know what that looks like, like you have to bleed it. You have to hang it, air it out. It's literally like an open corpse hanging from the rafters. Mm-hmm. I accidentally walked around the corner in my friend's garage and saw that once and almost threw up. Yeah. So I, I could it's probably. jarring if you're not prepared. Oh yeah. I, I could fully go deer hunting. I hate deer. I, I, I hope every single one of them gets shot and eaten. Deer, <laughs> deer are pest. I despise them. They are. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, they also taste real good. Yes. I don't think I could do the field dressing and like post-kill dressing by myself. Mm-hmm. The, the gore of it would just, I'd pass out. Yeah, this guy, I've never seen him do it before. Um, but according to my dad, this guy will, you know, he'll bag a deer. And you will not be able to tell that there was a dead deer there. Like, there's no blood on the ground. Somehow he's able to, like, get it all out of there. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's actually pretty crazy. Um, but, like, yeah, she walked in. There's just deer carcass literally hanging from the rafter. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but that's what we, we're doing. We ate real good for a while there. <laughs> I bet. I bet. And uh, in the chat, <laughs> they uh, uh, we all have a Ted in our family. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, 4am watch says it smells too good in the house. It's torture. <laughs> yeah, I just got yelled at. It, it smells so good. It's it's uh yeah. We're gonna let these uh, New York strips rest. The sirloins I didn't really let rest too much because they're a little thinner. Mm. Um, but the elk is gonna be up soon. We're gonna nice. get that going, and I'll join you guys at the table. How Sounds do you, good. How do you gauge? how much time something should be resting, how much time it gets on each side. Like, is it just like five minutes flip, five minutes flip, or is there a feel yeah, to it? You or? kind of feel it. Like, you, they say there's a, there's a the rule. the method? Like, if you want to show the camera, there's a rule. Gotcha. If you hold your... your uh, raise your hand up a little bit. Um, you hold yep, your, right there. your pointer finger to your thumb and feel the muscle in your hand. Mm-hmm. Now do it with your pinky. Yep. Feel how tighter that is? That's the difference between well done and medium rare. Yep. Gotcha. So you can feel that. With, you get a feel like, because that's why I brought my own spatula. This, mm-hmm. this spatula is this Winco, you know, 
$15 fish spatula has been in my kitchen 10 years. I can feel <laughs> anything through this. Like I, if so I went you're blind, used to I the rigidity. Use this. Yeah, so I'm just used to it. Gotcha. Um, this T-bone here is getting just about finished. I'm gonna, I, I have the heat off. I like to turn the heat off, let the steak sit for a little bit in its own juice, and then pull it out to rest. Mm. And then once it's fully rested, I'll get it cut up for you guys. But the potatoes are going to go for a little bit. That might be a little later mm -hmm. if you want. So That's fine. We got a question in the chat. Uh, how do you season your cast iron? Initially, I use animal fats. I like ghee. I like duck fat. I like bacon fat. My whole, um, I guess the go-to method would really be if you have a cast iron skillet and you want to get a good seasoning in there, a good base seasoning, cook a pound of bacon in it. <laughs> really, seriously. Nice. And then stainless steel wool out, anything that sticks. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, just dry it off and put a little bit of oil in there. Set it on your stove. It's good till next time. So what kind people, do you use? Uh, canola? Do you use vegetable? Do you use uh, flaxseed? No, nah, flaxseed has a weird smell to it. Mm -hmm. um, I like refined avocado oil because it has mm. like a 500 degree smoke point. So you could literally cook anything in it. And it's oh, not wow. going to burn. I hear the, the avocado know. oil is coming up in the world of... Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It, it used to be everybody liked flaxseed oil. And like, if you have it, you're like, eh, it can kind of taste like... It makes the, the food taste different. Mm -hmm. gotcha. At least avocado is like a real neutral flavored oil. Like it doesn't taste like anything. Right. So you kind of have that in your corner so people can actually taste what you're cooking. Is, is avocado oil more expensive? Yes. Anything avocado is. Yeah. Just ask any <laughs> boomer. Yeah. <laughs> damn, uh, damn avocado Ava toast. Avocado toast. Listen, <laughs> the, the whole backstory behind why avocados are expensive is so dumb. They ex basically exclusively grow them in California. Mm -hmm. Right. And California constantly... I thought it was Mexico and New Mexico. I thought it was California. I, there is... I know there is a, like, crop in California, but I know a lot do come from Mexico. Because mm -hmm. I yeah, know... I heard that too, Yeah, because there was the whole thing. I think it was last year. It was, like, the great shortage of avocados. And it was because, I think... the cartel was just, like... The cartel or Trump shut the border off for... Exports. So it was that like was the avocado. Like, you turned yeah, off avo avocado. Avocado trees <laughs> were first planted in Florida in 1833, and then California in 1856. According to NASS, California now accounts for the majority of the U.S. avocado production, followed by Florida and Hawaii. Yeah, that's huh. U.S. production. Wow. The more oh, you know. true, true. That doesn't count for how much we eat, <laughs> which is probably that's more than point. what we could you make. Know, <laughs> I'm actually not a fan of avocado. Really? Me neither. I, avocado, to me, it's it's the, the consistency of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a fan of. Like, I'll do guac, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. even then, I can't, like, go all in on the thing of guac. Yeah. Like, I'll have a couple Same. of chips, but it, that's about it's, it. It tastes like you're eating, like, tasteless mush. Feels like you're eating tasteless mush to So me. when I, maybe I'm spoiled from the way I make my, like, avocado stuff. Bob's a guac um, tease. But it's so good. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a lot of there's some people in the chat that agree. Yes, they do thank not you, like Peter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so while we have you over there and we're we're pointed at uh, the cast iron, what oh, is yeah. the collection that you have here? Because I know you usually, like you were saying, you you bring it's not new cast iron. This is this is got this some time. Is, like, this is, this is almost a hundred years old. I think he said the majority of it's, <laughs> it's over 100 years old, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we got a Wapak Indian head, which is one of the, like, the most sought-after collections in cast iron because they didn't make them for very long. They're super high quality, super smooth, super lightweight. We got a size 8 here with the potatoes cooking in it nice and slow. It's a good 
good cast iron to simmer, like, you know, cook nice and slow in because it's lightweight. Then I got here a Wapak made in Ohio. Um, so a lot of these brands worked together back in the day. They like helped each other out, which is how it was. They didn't just like capitalize on owning everything. Mm. So uh, one of the companies, uh, which is Griswold, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that name, mm-hmm. but Griswold um, was in Erie, Pennsylvania. And before it was Griswold, it was Erie. And Erie let a company called Wapak in Ohio use their casts to make their skillets to start their company. So this is a Wapak skillet made in Erie. So there's ghost markings of the Erie foundry on this skillet. I could show you guys. I could turn it over later. Mm. Oh, wow. But it's kind of, they call it a ghost skillet. It's like one of the, you know, funner pieces. Like it's a harder to find piece in the oh, community. Wow. And then over here is another Griswold. It's unmarked. Um, early 20s. Maybe a little bit earlier than that. But wow. it's, uh, you know, it's lower sides. I don't know if you guys can see on the camera. The sides here, you got like, you know, about two inches. Over here is like, you know, maybe inch and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's good for searing, good for quick stuff, you know, flash stuff. But, um, you know, cast iron retains its heat no matter what you're cooking in it. So mm-hmm. when, the reason the older stuff is better, it was made better, made with quality iron. It was machined properly. And anything that withstands the test of time kind of speaks for itself. Oh, yeah. You want a 69 yeah. Camaro or you want a 96 Camaro? Okay, nobody needs to answer that question. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so oh, it's some fun. catfish I a, hate I see in here. Hmm. Some what? <laughs> catfish Camaros. Those Where? are the 90s Camaros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> catfish Camaros. <laughs> they look like catfish. Yeah, they, they have oh that big oval grill with the two <laughs> lines on either side. Dude, I owned a 96 Camaro, dude. <laughs> I hate that I just realized that. <laughs> oh, those God. are those are the the hot buys right now. You know that, right? What the Camaros? Stuff? The the mid nineties catfish Camaros are the hot buys because nobody wants them. And right, that's all you could afford because they're ugly. <laughs> but they have basically the same build quality as every other Camaro. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, besides the Buick motor that was in the V6 one I owned, it was all good. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a couple of uh, folks in the chat. Um, I think that's... Uh, Paired Pints. Paired Pints says, what's up, Kyle? Hey, Phil. He's a, dude, that's a guy you should have on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that guy, he'll make anything and figure out how to attach a beer to it. He's like, <laughs> I love that. My no, man. Like, this dude is like literally like top chef. They're like, you have gummy bears, tortillas, and salt. Get on it. And they're like, make whatever. He'll, he'll be like, how can I make beer fit into this recipe? Like, he'll have like an Oktoberfest and serve it with like, I think he did like something with Spetzel. Like, he's just super like into it. Like, That's he's so cool. Nice. so dedicated to making good content at Paired Pints. He's a good dude. Phil's, Phil's worth the follow. That's Everybody awesome. follow at Paired Pints. Yes. <laughs> Please. Um, we also have uh, one long guy one saying catfish in a skillet. Uh, Peter oh, says, go ahead. Catfish in a skillet. Dude, I, I did a video of, uh, after a couple brews, I'll admit, <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos in the, and I dropped it. Mm. And I actually like went back, I stepped on it. I'm like, there's, oh, not, no. there's just crumbs here. I'm like, they look like really good breadcrumbs. <laughs> so I crushed the rest of them. I, it, I mean, it wasn't on the floor. It was in the bag. Crushed them up to like a powder, and I dusted catfish with like a little Cajun season, seasoning. Mm, that's awesome. Flaming Hot Cheeto dusted catfish in a skillet. Who wouldn't click that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, my content fam. All right, steak's all good here. Let's. Oh, awesome. Woo. So oh, if you want to raise a little higher as you pass by. We got every. A oh, little higher. Keep going. Keep going. There you go. There it is. Right there. there. We go. <laughs> all right, so you got, you got your elk. 
is the T-bone sirloin strip. All right, wow. I want to try the elk first while I got a was, clean palate. Yeah, only I was going to say, I'm, I'm interested in, in elk more than anything because I know what everything else tastes delicious. There we go. And I'm go for the middle boy. Yeah, I'm going to go for the guy over here. And uh, while we're at it, also in the chat, Peter says, let's talk about catfish. Just a greasy, tasteless fish. And uh, Purple Prince says, uh, hey, now, catfish is tasty. Catfish is? Nobody said it wasn't. We just said a Camaro looked like one. No, uh, <laughs> Peter in, our, in the chat. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got some, we, we've got some chat we, on we, chat we, violence. Greasy, here the whole time. <laughs> greasy and tasteless. Are, are we still talking about the car? Dude, come I on. I mean, <laughs> second. And Tony Soprano's been dead for a couple years, right? <laughs> All right, so we, so we go for it? Let's do it. All right, Bronze is already near. <laughs> it's not bloody rare, so it's not messy, but it's not... I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. Go. That is really good. Mm-hmm. Got that gamey flavor, but not too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, very, very subtle. Your body gets in caveman mode when you have that. I don't know if I'm into the elk. Remember, he didn't season. This is all unseasoned. So there's oh. no salt, so there's no just, pepper, there's no... If you guys want some just hot sauces or something, whatever you, however you want to eat it with, dude, that's up to you. But I dude, just wanted to taste elk. That's it. Because I, I don't, yeah. you know, that's like uh, Cook 101. You have to taste the thing before you start cooking with the thing and adding flavors. Mm-hmm. Or else oh, you're yeah. not going to know what you're flavoring. So there's, yeah, a cool, there's a cool distributor there in uh, Montana, State Classy Meats. They do, they have elk, they have... That, that's who gave us the um, T-bone mm. for us to cook. Um... The guy, I was literally on the phone with him talking about, you know, doing ideas and stuff. He's like, hey, man, I got to go. We got to go find these buffalo. I'm like, (laughs) so you're like really doing it. Their whole thing is like, you you talk about the grocery store. You know how many Mm -hmm. people are in between, like literally raising the meat to the grocery store? There's so many middlemen. You're literally buying the meat from the dude. Like that knew the knew it like hey, hey Gregory hey, or whatever what did we name the <laughs> yeah, I think it was Gregory oh it's a, this is Gregory and he likes celery um do we want to try some more steak yes so it's funny I, I have these decks of uh, interview questions because I just I like to pull them out for the guests and just ask a couple so I pulled off the top of the deck and the first two questions are uh hilariously simple to answer no way for uh for cast iron Kyle no way it's uh what is something that you love that is vintage my, my mother <laughs> and then uh what do you consider is the most important piece of furniture in your house ooh the downstairs toilet Downstairs toilet. The old porcelain throne. The sleeper. No one thinks toilets are furniture. No, dude. Hey, if it's a bedroom, if you want it to be. Um, That's a fair point. When I was a kid, fun fact, my house that I grew up in was built in the early 50s, and they wanted to add an extra bathroom in the basement of the house to make it appealing. Mm. Two bathrooms. Mm. All right. The plumbing of the house couldn't go through the foundation, so they had to go out the side of the house. Like the I just, I guess they just couldn't do it. So the toilet is actually <laughs> elevated. So you oh. literally are like on, on a, a throne. throne. So that's you're how you're sitting there dropping a deuce waiting for Rumpelstiltskin to come in and show you the, the hey, he turned into gold or the straw he turned into gold. You know, so I was like, hey, that's that's a good that's an important piece of furniture. I hope when I buy a house, which we did, and it has a downstairs toilet. That's my throne, bro. That's my favorite piece of furniture. You could say that's a thinking chair right there. It is. Do my best work in there. So here I'm gonna bring over the potatoes for you guys. And the reason I did potatoes, I wanted to show you um, kind of like the, the char, like the good 
crust you can get on vegetables, which I wanted to do on the steak, but I didn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, like oats the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like fine. can we up a little, up a little bit? There, there, there you go. Is. Can we zoom I, in or it'll, no? it'll focus in a focus. second? Come on, focus on the potatoes. Focus. It'll get there. Go a little bit higher so it covers one of our faces. Come on. Come on, work with us, camera. No? That's okay. There it is. Oh, there we go. See, you get this. rack focus there. You could have a little bit of this. You could have a little bit that's not, but it's all cooked evenly because of how even the cast iron cooks. So this is the story behind the marinatedness. I was on a road trip, and I stopped at a county fair in upstate New York where I did not belong. (laughs) And I like to try regional foods when I am in... A different part of the country. Mm-hmm. So I saw this sign that said speedy potatoes. I said, okay, is that like a thing? I asked the guy, I was like, is this your business? He's like, no, it's actually like an upstate New York thing. It's like oil and vinegar, different spices and seasoning. They call it speedy sauce. Mm. Here, try one. It's almost like a, a pickled potato. It's kind like of a soup? marinade and like a meat marinade, but like good for vegetables. Mm. And like mm. it's super good, super unique. It's always been a hit. It's good for anything. I, I'm not paid by them or anything. I just think it's really good and I hope you guys like it. So I think I'm ready to join you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll bring these guys over. Yeah. And all right, cool. I'll be over there. What else? Uh, what other cards you got in your deck there? I like that. That's that a good, good question. Um, if you were musically inclined. Okay. Who would you have uh, to have a private jam session with? Ooh, I, I do. I play guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but who would I want to jam with? I'm like into old school blues, mm. like learning about the time period where these, when these skillets were made. Uh, I kind of get into the music mm-hmm. of that time period too. So I would feel like, like John Lee Hooker, like one of the dudes that's invented blues and rock. Mm. Like all the songs George Thurgood played, like he literally didn't write them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's listen to that. That'd be good. To, <laughs> I, I would jam with John Lee Hooker. He'd be like, I'm not going to jam with you. He'd be like, all right, well, I'll cook you a steak and a skillet. All right, where are we going to jam at? <laughs> <laughs> where am I sitting? So I can I pop these headphones on, guys? Yeah, go yeah, for yeah. it. And then I can pull this little yep. guy off. Yep, yep. yeah, we already got you, Swat. Good, good. Good to go. Cool, cool. Pop me that little guy. I'll turn Very it good. Off. So. This potato smells so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the chat, um, uh, Purple Prince, I'm, my eyes are awful, so if I'm mispronouncing your name... I sincerely oh, apologize. I'll, help you out. I'll just use Joe's phone instead. Purple Prince, you didn't miss. Um, <laughs> yeah, Purple Prince won. Yeah, that's Purple Prince. Uh, so, that's oh God, uh, potatoes aren't my favorite uh, starch, but those look amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you talk about pierogies all the fucking time. <laughs> it's about what's in it. What do you mean? Right. See, here I'm we go. Get, this I'm gonna is, get one of this guy. This is what I like about this. You guys know your listeners' favorite <laughs> foods. This guy don't shut up about pierogies. Don't talk about my potatoes. You guys are into it. This is uh, good. He says meat pierogi, sir. Uh-huh. Mm. So what do you guys think? You think it was all right? That it's fucking currently, slaps. Currently, it's lava. Okay. What? Is it good lava? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I've never... Really good. I think if I cooked here again oh, on, on your fan. stove, I would use a little higher heat because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the I, the burners were all different, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. my stove at my house, all the burners are the same, so I kind of know what to expect. So this was kind of fun, so I appreciate you guys letting me come here and, and do this. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us on. I appreciate, appreciate this you is, cooking a steak and potatoes. This is so good. Yeah, thank you. Strafe SSB said, oh, yeah, what's my favorite food? Strafe is Jake, and that's an easy question. Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't Taco matter Bell. what you get from Taco Bell. Just Taco the answer Bell. is Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me true. I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he says <Not> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bro, this is your house? Mm-hmm. This is a nice house. 
<laughs> Bro, your cat drinks out of a crystal ball over there. Look at that. <laughs> he, he'd be pondering the orb. We are very D&D inspired. Man, and, uh, he'd be rubbing his beans on there saying, I wouldn't drive to work today. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. You must stay home and feed me more cat food. Right, right. <laughs> Which one is this one? That, mm -hmm. that would be the New York Strip. That was close. No, that's a sirloin. That's a prime sirloin. Gotcha. There you go. That's a lean cut. Hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot better than the elk. I'm maybe just not an elk fan. So that was really good. A lot of people are like, "Oh, like I, I get trashed on these reels sometimes by the same people mm -hmm. that I eventually block because I don't feel like dealing with it. Like I don't have time to justify what I do to you. Like you don't, <laughs> if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it or watch it. But yeah. I get Wah, I used free to get, content. Yeah, Wah. yeah. I don't like the way you, the steak doesn't look. It doesn't look like it was cooked good. Well, it doesn't. It has to taste good, and the temperature's right. Sometimes right. you're not going to get that char, but if yeah. it's cooked, if it's a good piece of meat, it's going to taste good. Like. Don't, yeah. You don't have to write that. You yeah, don't have some, to let sometimes me know. it just sometimes it just happens. Like um, I remember, so I had um, my wife's family all Russian, uh, Armenian, you know that, and they cook over open coal. Yeah, so, you know you basically until it goes like when it's about to be out, that's when they start cooking their meat. Oh, so they skewer it and then that's how you're being cooked. So there there is no medium rare because you're popping a. a piece of metal right through the middle yeah yeah that that kind of does away with uh right so it's delicious yeah. for like five to ten minutes mm -hmm. once it starts to cool down you're pretty much done that's it um yeah, then you're, you're dipping sauces and you're dipping stuff like that in it and i remember um this was about a month ago mm -hmm. i have my trigger outside pellet uh pellet barbecue for all of those who don't know um and i did a six or seven hour rib Mm. And every half hour, I went out there with a, a bottle of orange of uh, apple juice really? and just squirted apple juice on there wow. to keep it nice and juicy. Yeah. And um, I remember, so her whole family's here. I bring it outside, put it on the table, and then I go outside to grab something else. <laughs> and my wife goes back outside and goes, just so you know, because I don't think you realized it, they just standing ovationed the ribs. You <laughs> <laughs> come out and throw it on the floor first so they're used to it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. And then I, I made shrimp, and I, cool. I have a flat top back there. It triggers, it triggers and, um, legit, man. So I made these shrimp, and um, my mother-in-law was with her sisters, and they were like, wow, the, the shrimp is so delicious. How come my shrimp never come like that? And my mother-in-law is like, very simple. We don't measure things when we cook right. them. We just cook them. He right. actually takes the temperature and the time, and that's why these are delicious. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, these these parameters of cooking meat, it's kind of like, it's it's a new, Not I don't want to say new thing. It's not new that a, a rare steak is 130, but monitoring a temperature so closely, like, mm -hmm. like you're saying, mm -hmm. when, I mean, think when we were all kids, like, Mom, I want my steak meat. No, you eat what you eat, yeah. and that's what it is. And that's yeah. mostly where mm -hmm. it is wherever you go, you know, mm -hmm. outside of here. But you can type in your Traeger, you know, 350 yep. or whatever. The smoker I have, it's a digital readout smoker. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, that's what that one is. It doesn't really stay super consistent because it's an earlier model. Mm. So I have a baby monitor <laughs> on it, and it, the app is on my phone. Okay. So uh. I literally sit... Somebody that would look at my phone and know me be like, why does he have a baby monitor app? What is he into? <laughs> so, but I could literally just watch the temperature from inside. Like, oh, shit, it's going up. Not, to, not to sell you on a newer Traeger, but the new ones actually have uh, Wi-Fi enabled. Oh, God. So my <laughs> my smoker turns on. It tells me the temperatures. It'll give me alerts. Oh, and, no. And uh, mine is named Dungeons and Smoke Dragons. <laughs> so it'll be like, hey, Dungeons and Smoke Dragons is ready to cook. Yeah. And then I've got my meter. Um, 
Oh, the wireless. meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, man, how do you like that? So it was terrible for like real barbecue. Okay. Because the high heat, it, it just can't handle that kind of high heat. It'll throw errors. Okay. But um, when I'm doing things in the oven or the Traeger, which is basically an oven, right. uh, anything indirect heat, it's fantastic. They cool. they go up to like 550 degrees. Yeah. Um, so I'll throw one on a steak, one on the ribs, one on the other side of the ribs. Cool. I used it for Thanksgiving for the turkey. I put like three of them in the turkey. Can you label them in the app so you know which readout is what? So there's, I have I'd be the definitely be losing track. Yeah. Of that. So I have the block. Okay. And the block has uh, four. Okay. And they're one, two, three, four. And then you could either use the little tiny screen on the app to like what you're cooking, or you could set it up on your phone and like monitor it yeah. pretty much live. And there, yeah, you could be like, this is number one. And then you have like little metal thingies you could stick on it. And yeah. Like, yeah. That's number three. Don't. Mess it up. Right. <laughs> so it's honestly, it's been one of those tools where um, it, it's almost invaluable to have that kind of temperature readout. Right. Like, the, the again, the turkey for thank, uh, Thanksgiving, I left it outside in a, like, tub. And then that tub had, I think I had about 15 gallons. Oh, you brined it then. Of, of yeah. brine. And okay. I just left it outside for, like, three or four days. You do a citrus then, brine? I did uh, water, honey, a gracious amount of black pepper, like un- <laughs> just like peppercorns. Yeah, yeah. Um, salt. I did um, a little bit of maple syrup. It's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I shook around this giant fish tank bag wow. with like a 28-pound turkey. Huh. And um, I cooked it for a nice long while. And I pulled out. There was so much juice. We had to get a paper towel roll to put around the table and make, oh. like, a ship because it was overflowing the pan oh, of juice. and you feel terrible and that you just used a whole was, tree to clean up yeah, your food. And it, was, it was one of those things <laughs> where, like, you know there's always leftovers in Thanksgiving. And, like, sure. everyone takes their, their leftovers home, and then you go, and mm. you have, like, your nice, I'm going to eat turkey for the next four weeks i um, slaved over this i should earn the good yeah. parts give there me, was none left i had like th- maybe half of that was left in turkey really out of like a 20 something pound you did turkey. good either there was, was too many people with small turkey no, or you did really good it was a huge <laughs> turkey they just kept eating it they're like yeah. it's so good i'm so full keeps eating dude i have an obsession <laughs> with not wasting any food when i cook anything like there's pieces of that steak over there like if, if i was at home mm-hmm. i keep um couple containers in the freezer i have like my vegetable mm-hmm. like i almost said droppings like the vegetables going to the bathroom um ah uh, yes the pea shits like the yeah yeah that <laughs> onion piss <laughs> um i keep all the scraps from the vegetables i keep scraps from meats i keep scraps from everything i cook and i literally make stock out of just about anything and i i love to boil down stock and condense it and literally mm-hmm. use it to amplify like if i was at home i would put a uh, Probably two or three tablespoons of good chicken stock with those Don't potatoes before it. I even. Yeah, this, dude, this <laughs> so is that was impressive. My, um, He's very polite. This guy He's waiting for everybody to stop yeah. to start to eat. Do you eat that shit while it's warm, bro? My uh, my wife is very big into soups and stuff. Yeah. So like same cons that I have the every like Thanksgiving I had all the stuff. She made a stock out of yeah, it. The when turkey we have chicken, soup, yeah. whatever yeah. leftover, the bones those go into a stock. Yep. And then she'll make her soups. Her favorite thing to do is make ramen. Uh, like the packets and stuff, she'll throw out like everything the pa- that it's supposed to come with. Just keep and the noodles? Make, yeah. Ugh. No, she throws out the noodles because she doesn't like it and she'll make stocks out just of the, the ramen. Just the plastic. Pretty much. She just eats the plastic. <laughs> 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 she 
She likes the seasoning packets, and then she adds her own stock. She's a goat. (laughs) Where's the soup can I just had? I need that recipe. Yeah. She loves it. She loves soup. In the background, you just hear... (laughs) (laughs) Not again, Bob. We we play D&D. Bob plays a druid. Okay. Turns into a sheep every session. Mm. Just so you can how get committed to it. it it's oh, just a, committed. A Go ahead, show them how committed. I, you know, just turn yep. into a sheep and just. There you go. Every session, <laughs> every time. Awesome. What is what is the steak on the far side of that plate? The far side, I think that that's is the T bone. Okay, yeah. that's my new favorite piece of steak. Yep. Okay, that's so I tried all the other stuff. I, I'm, I'm going to pass on the rest of the elk. Okay, both the two in the middle were good. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's amazing. Well, see what what we what we were up against here. Those steaks, those cuts are a little thinner, mm-hmm. and I chose them because of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we were getting together watching a football game, mm-hmm. I'd get a big old thick one inch cut mm-hmm. and get the inside. I, I can't wait for the DMs on this, but I <laughs> I let it go to one fifteen and I take it off. It, well, it's got to cook for a while. Yeah, but. It, like with this, I was like, oh, we'll do, we'll see 120. Cause I'm afraid to get stuff. Cause people say medium rare. I didn't want it too, too bloody, but I take it off at 115, no, 120 I, most and let that rest. Usually when I put steak down on that plate mm-hmm. to give it to people, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bloody at the end. Yeah, Cause yeah. I, I like it juicy. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you're also going up against that's, that's a, a USDA prime, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That, you can tell. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's a good cut of meat. Yeah, steak classy meats is a good. Like I said, yeah. that dude is good. Like, I don't know I've why, had, but I'm getting like butter taste out of that. Yeah, you should. That's that's the marbleization. Yeah, the marble. I should have taken a picture. I think I have it in my reel on, on the Instagram what it looked like before. But even so in the what, in we the have wrapper, it up on our uh, yeah. on Instagram, you could you see go. that's just it's like zebra so, steak, bro. Yeah. It's just so USDA wow. prime Damn. is the top three percent cuts. Five percent is a five top five percent. Oh yeah, it's a Chris Ruth Chris does the top three percent. That's their restaurant. Um, whatever yeah, US, they say, USDA, yeah, whatever they say, <laughs> it's the, it's the top 3% and uh-huh. a lot of MSG. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of butter. Yeah. But, uh, USDA prime, yeah, it's the top 5%. So yeah. when you're getting it, like you're paying for it, it is like a lot more. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, you taste, you taste the difference. I'm really glad we, I got the opportunity to taste these, um, getting, I'm cutting out here. My my cable's dead. I got to bring a new one. There you um, go. You're good. Oh, we can hear you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm glad I got to taste all these without seasoning on them because that, that I didn't point, yeah. realize how starkly different each cut tastes. Yeah. I thought it all just kind of tasted like beef. Yeah, but that you said that was a T-bone in the back. Yeah, yeah. That's, we we thought about this one, brother. We yeah, thought about what was going to happen. Like a, like a fully like restaurant cooked steak T-bone, with seasoning, but no seasoning. Right. T-bone is Fantastic. filet. No, it's a New York strip with a filet mignon on one That's side. Yeah. Porterhouse uh, is the other one. Yeah. <laughs> That's its own thing. That's like anniversary cut of steak. Dude, the best, <laughs> like, it's hard for me to, I, I can't say this sentence. All right, I'm just going to say, it. I don't like getting steak at restaurants mm-hmm. because I know that I could not, I'm not going to say, I do better. I'm not saying that. I could cook it at my house. Where's that elk at? I don't try that. You, you guys all had elk? Everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, tried yeah, it? Yeah, okay, good. good, good. Yeah, my, my wife is the same way. Like, we have the Texas Roadhouse, like, literally right here. And, like, it's good. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's like, you you have, like, four different ways to make steak better here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are we going to go there? Well, the yeah. fact that you can cook it with a flamethrower. <laughs> That's like, just, that's fun for me. Where else? Terri- terrifying for her. <laughs> I, like I gotta say, even my like unrefined steak palate, right? I, I've never had 
a restaurant steak that measured up to any of the steaks you've made or any of the steaks my brother's made or the, any the, of these. The only one that got close is when I was at uh, Ruth Chris. And no, I it's, had, it's stupid. Ruth's Chris. Yeah, it's a dumb name. Ruth's Chris. I, I, was, I went there for my birthday and I had the tomahawk. I had like the 40 yeah, ounce yeah, tomahawk. Yeah, yeah. And it was good, but it, it had to be. It was like two inches thick. Yeah. And, you know, like, you can't cook that wrong. It's two inches thick. Like, <laughs> Dude, I have a tomahawk in my house. I think it weighs 40 ounces. Yeah. You know what that is? It's like three pounds, bro. I ate the whole thing. It <laughs> fell out of the fridge but, and it, like, hit the floor. I'm like, oh, what just did what the broke fridge tile? fall over? <laughs> the tiles in my kitchen. Did a 12-pack just fall out of the fridge? What the hell happened? The, the guy at the restaurant, he's like, do you want to keep the bone? And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, people like to keep the bone for their dog. It's, it's you know, the bone. So... The, the the funniest thing, I think, that is, like, the most overly stupid commercialized thing at Ruth Chris is when you go there and you order a fancy steak. Right. They come to you with, like, a box. And I'm like, what am I getting? A fucking cigar with, like, my... Because it's like a cigar box. And I was yeah. like, what do we... Half expecting he, them to he, sing happy He birthday. opens it up. Yeah. And he's like, cho- your, your choice of cutlery. I'm like, are we going into fucking combat? Whoa. <laughs> so you get to choose, like, a nice, fat, like, German knife or, like, really? a thin... Yeah. I was like, that's, that's choose that's your color. Choose that's, your color. That's just like, do I have to fight? Price. Do I have to cut? Like, yeah, they're selling you an experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's an experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the chat, uh, Purple Prince says uh, Peter Luger Steakhouse, the absolute best steak experience I've ever had. I've been to Peter Luger's. Party. That's a good one. Yeah, I think my best steak experience outside of the Ruth Chris is not the flavor of the steak, but the amount you get of different. Yeah, which is the Brazilian. Steakhouse, oh, like a Fogo or something mm-hmm. like, like that. Like Fogo Fogo's de Chao. Good. Yeah, I, I went there. Fogo soon. Yo, I've heard so many good things. It about It sounds like we're having there. a road trip. Yeah, I mean, I think so. <laughs> we might have to. I hope to have a better Brazilian steakhouse experience than the one at the resort we went to in Mexico. Yeah, no, that's it's Fogo de Chao. So I went with my wife, and you get the little card. You yeah. Know? So green card, red card, and it was green, and I'm like, that bitch is gonna stay green. Until I can't walk anymore. Just <laughs> tape it to and the table, yeah. And it, I was in New York, and I was at my um, my in-laws have a condo uh, over there. We were like two blocks And away. Russia. I thought you said they lived in Russia. No, they're, they're Russian, they, are Russian they, they, okay. they live here. Good. So they have they have a condo in New York, and I was like, all right, we're going to stay in the condo. It'd be a good time. We're going to go to Fogo de Chao. I'm going to eat until I'm going to have to call a taxi <laughs> to get two blocks carrying you out like in a, a straight athlete. line. Yeah. yeah, like I'm going. <laughs> And we were eating, and they had, like, you know, it was the, the filet. Then it was the bacon wrap filet. Then it was bacon scallop filet. And then, Ooh. and it just kept going. And I'm like, green, green, green. And my wife was like, I'm so full of red. And then they walk by and they'd be like, uh, garlic butter braised bacon filet. Green. And she's like, <laughs> like very slowly, just like while the guy wasn't looking, just like, bacon, bacon scallop. Filet. That's like the turducken of yeah. Brazilian steakhouses. <laughs> right. Dude, they just Jesus. kept going. What's it was, in it? <laughs> it was everything yes. skewered and and yeah, it was. And they every time I thought like, yeah, this is as good as it's gonna get. They're like, all right, the thing that you just ate, yeah, we wrapped it in garlic butter. Yeah, and I'm like, give me one. <laughs> Do you so, see this card? Anything other than green? Yeah, give. Yeah, and the guy was looking at me, and I'm like still eating, and Vegetables. I'm like starting to slow down a little bit. He's like, "You good?" I'm like, "Put that on that plate." Right. Yeah. <laughs> we left. We I walked out no the bell. restaurant. I looked at my wife, 
And I was like, you know, I wanted to get a dirty water dog before we got to the condo, <laughs> but I don't think I could fit it now. And can I call an Uber? She's like, it is, I could see the condo. It's straight line. Yeah. And I'm like, I hear you. I'll pay. I oh, need an walking. Uber. Just, just roll me. <laughs> With just, a hand truck. Wheel you out of the place like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the best, the best steak I've ever had in my life it's going to be a weird plug, because, or not plug, but it's going to be a weird thing because it's like this town. So me and my girlfriend like to go to, um, we get Airbnbs in like obscure little places of the country. Just like you usually find like cool antique shops, mm-hmm. cool little trails, nature trails. So we went up near Easton, which is where the Crayola factory is. Mm-hmm. And yep. we realized that we were probably should have waited till we had kids to go because it was kind of <laughs> weird to have two adults there. Meh. But there's a town near there called Regalsville. And we got an Airbnb on New Year's Eve in Regalsville, uh-huh. and the house th- there was literally like a like like a curtain <laughs> separating this part of the house. The uh, the families there partying for New Year's <laughs> Eve. It was like this total <laughs> total wash of a, a Airbnb. I just I was happy to be there with with my girl, obviously. But we went to the Regalsville Inn. It was when, within walking distance of the house, uh-huh. and you know what that means. Like, yep, we'll, we'll take the bottle. <laughs> and this steak. I had was it was a, a bone-in ribeye. It was topped with uh, crab meat and like Ooh. blue cheese crumbles. Hmm. Oh, you lost me, bro! I'm <laughs> sitting there eating that thing like this. This is the best steak I've ever had. Like, I wonder if the chef will be like, "Dude, don't you don't need to tell me." Like, I wanted to go <laughs> tell him, like, "Dude, this is really good." And like, I I'm, I don't want to be like, "Well, I have, I have sorry. <laughs> but like, I wanted to say, like, I've had steaks all over the place. I've cooked every cut of meat you could possibly think of, and that was the best steak I've ever had. I'm just sitting there, and, and you ever eat a, eat a good piece of meat and you kind of want to savor it, but you don't want it to get cold? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just this big dilemma. I'm like, two hours ago, I was standing next to a toddler getting my own custom crayon made. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm having the best steak of my adult life. Like, it's a good really, day. <laughs> it was a great day. You had to day. reset the scales. You had to bring I, it back to the neutrality. <laughs> it was like the, the evolutionary scale. I went from ground ape to human, like, fast. <laughs> I really thought when you started that story, you were going to tell me the best steak you ever had was at the Crayola factory. Well, and I was like, what are you, a Marine? Yeah, it was right. a green. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, I had Crayola green steak. It's funny you mentioned that because in the chat, uh, Purple Prince says, you know, I swore we were going to have a crayon eating story there. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, That's why I brought up the Marines. Uh, Strafe says, uh, I'm a little slut for crab cakes. Yeah. I love crab Dude, cakes. Crab. Oh, man. I So my favorite crab cakes, uh, I like to go, I try to go every year yeah. to Maine. Yeah. There's this little tiny town called Camden, which is the reverse of Camden, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, it's got like two traffic lights and it's on the bay and they made, they used to make old uh, wooden uh, ships. They were like one of the last remaining wooden boats factory They're, locations they don't still do it though. i think the stuff is still there i think they maintain but i don't think they make any imagine how ones. quickly they pick up their hello yes we have ships we're yes, here we have yeah, available. Yeah, yes yeah. yes we're here <laughs> but pull out the champagne <laughs> no it was, uh, yes this joe yes come on i'm getting so, a crab cake so i i went there years ago um with my ex because they had friends and i was like whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna have fun that's the worst reason was, to go anywhere she had friends yeah, she had friends there and i was like whatever it, it looks nice we'll go and um Camden. She turned out to be really bitchy there, and I was like, well, your friends are cool, so I'll see you later. Right. And we just kept, uh, so it was like 6 o'clock in the morning, and he brings me to the dock, and there's this fucking shack, it, maybe 
the size of this table. And it had in the front fish sandwiches, five dollars. And I was like, What why all am I in. here? I'm all gonna get in. diarrhea, but he's like mm-hmm. he's like, just trust me. So Best I'm like places. I'm like, all right, <laughs> fish sandwich. I'm like, what kind of fish? He goes, Whatever I catch that day. I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's fair. Dude, Valid. you have to go to those little those roadside the, things. Oh it was he was making scrambled eggs with like full fucking lobsters. Because that's what he caught that day. Yeah, that's it. And mm-hmm. $5. It was like two full lobsters. And I... I What? Yeah. I was like, can I get three more sandwiches? And I'm going to sit here in case <laughs> I need a fourth sandwich. And... Yeah. And I just... I went I there. I haven't decided if I'm going to leave yet. That's like I, when you put the yeah. butter knife on the sink. If you don't know if you <laughs> yeah. want another sandwich or not. Exactly. You got to lean it there. Yep. We just... Just in case. <laughs> or laundry that you don't know if it's dirty or clean. Welcome to the chair. Yeah. The chair. <laughs> the chair pile. So I, sure I just I sat another, there. And I ended up going there every single morning. At like awesome. six o'clock in the morning. That's yeah. awesome. And then we, we went again last year with my wife now. Different girl. And uh, we were at the diner there and this and that. And they have like... These big, uh, it was like two two lobsters, three eggs, omelet, like sixteen dollars. And uh, I'm like, are you? Excuse me, is it yeah. fake lobster? Yeah, what is it? Is it? <laughs> it was the best Artificial. omelets. You bring out a lobster squeaky toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your souvenir <laughs> and crayons. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't have. They any had crayons before. for the kids. I bet. And I was like, yo, hit me with those crayons. This is a diner. I'm I'm having the experience. <laughs> when um when Pokemon Go first started, like the big height of Pokemon Go. A couple of my buddies and I and uh, a couple of my friends were like, you know what? Let's go to Manhattan and do this. Let's go play Pokemon Go in Central Park. I bet that'd be <laughs> nice. cool. But I, my, I mean, my mom's from the Bronx. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to New York plenty of times. Like, I, I really enjoy going there. But uh, they hadn't been frequent flyers in New York. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we should go to the Times Square Friendlies. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to the Greek cart in front of the yeah. plaza yeah, you- in, the, in the Central Park. With no line in front of it because people are scared of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they give you that plate with the rice and the, and the, uh, they got the lamb and the tzatziki sauce, the whole and the salad, mm-hmm. all it, dude. And then we take the Staten Island ferry, we go and rides all over the place. You get the dirty water dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like forget Bubba Gump shrimp. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> dirty water dog, best dog, best. Something that I have to try. Joe's I was a hot actually dog going to try it on the podcast. If you would like to come by and for that episode, for that trial. Okay. I want to do dirty water dogs and then grill them. Okay. But instead of water, I want to use beer. Okay. We could do that. So apparently the the concept of that is Isn't that, that bratwurst? No. You gotta get natural casing hot dogs to do that. We could do that. There's yeah. a there's a place in Trenton called Lufflers. They oh, make the best. I got guys. <laughs> so, so I, I've been, I was like, so the, the concept behind this is that the, the, the hot dog is going to soak up water as it would a dirt or water dog, but instead of water, it's going to be good beer. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you take said now beer filled hot dog and grill it to get yourself like a nice sear. Mm, I like now that. you have the best of both worlds. If you, it, it's so weird what people find uh, in endearing or what what they like on on social media. Um, they had these cast iron their pans that that look like they're in the shape of corn cobs. Yep, I don't yep. know if you guys have ever yeah, seen, yeah. seen that. Nobody makes cornbread in them anymore. You just buy cornbread. It's mm-hmm. like a pain in the ass to clean it and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, how can I repurpose these things to sell them? I got a stack of them at the house. They always <laughs> come with every lot that I buy of cast iron. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get some brats in them. 
in the in the cornbread pan, and then I put another cornbread pan on top of it. Yo, mm. no shit. I saw that on my fucking Facebook feed, like my reels, yeah. like three days ago. Was that you? It went it, in two days. It was like eighteen thousand views. It was yeah, crazy. you popped up on my feed then. Yeah, I didn't. I don't pay for that. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I mean, the content is monetized on my page, so I guess they're pushing it wherever they want to push it. But mm-hmm. so then, okay, it, it this this evolves. Mm-hmm. This this story is just it just s- keeps going. Tighten in, guys. <laughs> So the when you when you cook a brat and it expands, it's not really hot dog roll worthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shit, how do we do this? I'm like, what do I what do I do? My girlfriend came home with uh some croissants. Uh her mom went to Costco or whatever and you get, you know, eighty mm-hmm. croissants that are gonna go bad before she fishes. She's like, You guys want some croissants? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, give me one of them suckers. Stuck the <laughs> knife down in it and made like a little pocket, mm-hmm. stuff that brat down into the croissant. Ooh. Clean hands. Bro, let me tell you something. I, when I'm walking around eating something, very rarely do I stop and look at it and go, damn, that was a good idea. Like, I love, I'm here to tell you right now, you take a, a Black Bear brand bratwurst and cook it however the hell you want. Don't let it blow up, but, you know, get it nice and cooked. Stuff that some bitch in a, in a croissant, you will be. I love croissant dogs. We had a oh, similar stroke of genius like a snow cone. when we went to that uh, rib place, Big Ed's, down the road from mm. us. They have garlic bread that they serve like before, but it's like, it's not garlic bread like Italian garlic bread. It is like half of a tiny loaf, like that big. Yeah. Absolutely fucking drenched in butter Uh. with a little sprinkle of garlic on the top. That's how they do their garlic bread. I I have to think that that they actually like just, they dip it in a vat and then they just, until you're ready. And then they just, because you bite it and (laughs) butter leaks out of it. Why is that the go-to container when you want to talk about a lot? Vat. That's a vat of oil, bro. Because when do you use vat for anything small? I don't know. I think the witch in Hansel and Gretel used one when she was boiling the kids. But other than that, I don't know where vat favors prominently in any natural story. That's awesome, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so weird. We waited, though. We took the garlic bread and waited till we got the ribs and then made McRibs with oh. the garlic bread. Ooh. Yeah, it was dangerous. It was very oh. dangerous. I, I think I gained six pounds. Yeah. Oh, I was there, and I'm like waiting for the ribs. And then he looked at me, and I was like, I have an idea. It, <laughs> what's his name? Purple Parrot or whatever? What is Parrot Pints in there? Purple Prince. Purple, purple his Prince. fucking name now. Purple Pirate. Pur- purple Pirate. <laughs> um, he came over to my house and another content creator, uh, Captain Cooks Food on Instagram. He's from New York. Phil's from Philly. I'm in Jersey. We're like, let's get together and just knock out a bunch of menu items. Let's go to a farmer's market. Let's mm-hmm. talk to these produce growers and get some good cuts of meat. Let's get some good produce. Let's get some good regional stuff. And we made pork belly mm-hmm. sliders. And the Sheesh. bun was an apple cider donut. Yes. Oh. Did you see that going yeah, around? Yeah, I saw Damn. that. That was, a, that was an experience. Let me tell you something, man. Oh, boy. We toast. <laughs> we cut them, the donuts, you know. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Put them in the, in the pork belly pan with the, cor- the pork belly just cooked in. Wow. Oh. I did. Uh, I did. Uh, smash burgers, yeah, with uh, the glazed, um, not Dunkin' Donuts, the other ones, Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kremes. Yeah, I bought Krispy Kremes. I oh, cut them, man. cut them sideways, and then I made the sliders. I'm like, that's it. I'm gonna have a heart attack. Bro, I'm gonna just, be happy, but I'm gonna have a heart attack. You just one upped <laughs> me in the bad for you food department. <laughs> oh, if I'm good at bad for you food, pork belly on a donut. You're like, hold my beer. No, hold I love, beer. I love food like that. Where it's like you're gonna do it like once every like. Yeah. Six months for fear of like visiting a hospital sooner than you should. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the one. I I love 
I love that idea, the pork belly on the apple cider donut, because that's yeah. just pork chops and applesauce, but like better. Yeah. <laughs> Elevated. I think we yeah. have pickled, like sweet pickled um, curry uh, tomatoes on there too. We put mm. one on there. Oh, speaking of the, the pickle, it's a very subtle flavor on the potato. Yeah. But like the Tangy. vinegar, yeah, like yeah. you get that tang through. Think about this. It's, it's, a, it's a realm of umami flavor. You know what umami is, I guess? Mm-hmm. It, I don't, actually. It's, it's, it's hard to, to describe. You know the flavor? You ever have tangy pork roll? Yeah. yeah. How ca- has that like vinegary, like acidy yeah, taste, yeah. but it's like really rich. There's mm-hmm. a fat content with it. That is very similar. That, that umami, that tang you get from the vinegar is very similar to, to what I think pork roll does when it enters yeah. your mouth. Like that, yeah, gotcha. that flavor profile. Like it's gotcha. multiple things at once. Just yeah. like, wow. We uh, we have a whole bunch of comments. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's uh, do it. In there, they're uh, all weird. Purple Prince <laughs> says, uh, "Cook me a steak, and you can call me anything." Okay. Uh, uh, D Dubs, I'd slob on a I, I'd slob on a mean baby back rib. Uh, I'm a huge gl- glizzy gobbler. Says Strafe. I uh, love a good burger glizzy combo. And uh, D Dubs says Joe for real the throat goat the throat goat in that crew. <laughs> Uh, straight. These are our, these are all our friends. Is, uh, magical. Uh, so you know. Do anybody have any cool, like cool cast iron <laughs> questions besides saying that <laughs> we swallow hot dogs full? <laughs> Dom's just in here like slob on my knob like corn in the cob, motherfucker. I put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to dig into some of these hot sauces? I would really yeah. like to. Yeah, like, yeah we, and we and you we really hyped me up for the oh, orange creamsicle beer. Okay, you said something. I really interesting. want the creamsicle beer. Let's 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 dive. I, I'm not I'm not driving your show here but i want to bring up something he said no i was i was gonna bring that up i have not had a beer that i really like i've Mm -hmm. never had a beer i've even enjoyed (sighs) all right so what we have here i brought a couple things i told bob i want to bring the different the obscure the like stuff you've probably not had before i have a frosted flakes inspired uh ipa which i am personally invested in it it's, <laughs> real quick i'm getting yelled at in the chat saying i have to uh interrupt wait uh they say wait orange creamsicle beer yeah from great notion in portland oregon there you go so here it is i don't know if your camera can pick up on it uh probably not from that far away but it's a uh, i it's can bring indian, it up to the camera as well it's an indian pale ale with tangerine natural flavors and brewed with milk sugar hmm I didn't even know milk sugar was a thing. It, dude, the best IPAs have it. We got that. We got a chai Here, latte. Uh, toss me over that can so I could show the uh, the camera because I'm getting yelled at again in chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, great notion. That brewery is really cool with like... Oh, while we're here. With the artwork. I'll move the other camera so we can scoot it up. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get the, uh, the close-up. And I'll do a pour when Bob's done showing, uh, when he's done prices right in it right there. And I'll watch everybody do everything. Emotional support. There we go. You're yes. doing a great job. Everybody going to have some? Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So, I mean, if we split all four beers, it's like everybody had one beer. We'll, we'll all be all right. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm a mega lightweight. Expecting to be drunk after the second know. sip. None of these are super. <laughs> this is, I think this is 6%. I get drunk off the neck of a bottle of beer. Apparently, you swallow them based on what your, your followers are saying. <laughs> Don't give them more ammo. <laughs> and they called Joe the throat goat. <laughs> Oh, I just got that. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so if you... Let me know if I'm good to uh, switch over to the, the close-up. Yeah, so in between where your Red Bull is, that's going to be your close-up. Okay. Literally so the Red Bull. Yeah, in, in the spool of wires right there. 
I'm so glad we're doing this on your platform, not mine. You're pouring a beer wrong. It's supposed <laughs> to be a hard pour. Dude, what you're getting glasses are these? So right here is the spot. Uh, where, where your Red Bull is. Oh, yeah. literally oh, yeah. the Red, Red Bull. Red for this great notion's good. All right, guys, let's do this. <laughs> so on this chapter of beers you probably have never had before, this is the Orange Creamsicle IPA from Great Notion. Cheers. That smells. Dude, Something different. Cheers oh. to beers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Bob, air cheers. Air cheers. Ding. To you guys, audience. Mm. That is. So oh, that's good. Can I tell you? How, can I tell you how to drink this beer? Yes. I mean, so, <laughs> the way it was described to me. Unga beer going mouth. Um, you okay? So when you take a sip of that, mm-hmm. you swallow it, push your tongue to the roof of your mouth, and breathe lightly out your nose, I, and you will taste it differently. I hate that I know to do that. Just <laughs> breathe nice and slow out, and you. More flavor. Ooh. You get the. You see. I you can get the, see. You get the I, tangerine. I get, like, the, if yes. you like beer, you probably really like this experience. Mm-hmm. Literally, all I taste is orange and bitter. Really? Yeah. So I'm telling you, nobody's ever handed me a beer that I enjoyed drinking. So this wow. is all right, I'm chal- dude. That's I'm a gonna, challenge, bro. Bob's seen the collection of beer I had. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. We'll get you. I'm gonna I don't tell you what beer, I think. Though. This tastes like to me. Are you ready? Yeah, I, I don't own the brewery. Tell me. <laughs> do you know, um, do you drink Pellegrino at all? Yeah, yeah. Do you, the orange one? Yeah. It's, it's, you oh taste, my God, you're do you right. you taste the, the milk, the, the cream and mm-hmm. the end? Like it's very, very on the The end. cream is like super duper subtle. The yeah. tangerine is really in your face. Just don't say mouthfeel. I hate when people in the crowd, I'm not, I'm that's not a good mouthfeel. Really? Mouth is, feel are you telling me how the beer <laughs> feels in your mouth? Stupid. I, I used to work for a liquor store <laughs> and all I got all day. Well, this is a mouthfeel of uh, rusted coconuts and pine needles. It's so pretentious. I want to see what, what that in the stuff. It tastes like, like beer. It tastes really good, okay? The like, potato fixed in my mouth. Dude, if you have a potato and then have the beer, I bet you'll taste more of the beer because of the salt. Well, I wanted to see with the vinegar mm. plus tender. It tastes kind of like breakfast now. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want hash brown. There you go. <laughs> You're right there. This Honestly, <laughs> this tastes like an elevated orange juice. Mm-hmm. You know it's, what I it mean? Almost, like, it almost it, reminds me, besides Pellegrino, it's a beer of Tang. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're a beer like a, mimosa. We're in a spaceship in the 60s. We're drinking Tang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a good beer, man. Um, the other, Some of the other things I brought, I guess if you guys want to hear the rest, uh, I got a chai latte beer, which is a, it's a stout, so it's a little thicker, mm. but it's made with vanilla beans, coffee, tea, Cardamom and ginger. That's a hell of a That's flavor combo. profile. That's I don't know what cardamom yeah. is. My wife would probably really enjoy that one. Okay. Because she likes all of those ingredients. <laughs> and um, I'm not a big coffee stout. Right. Oh, no. More beer. Hey, you're going to be you're gonna be on Pluto soon. <laughs> Listen, brother. if someone's going to drink wish. it, they should enjoy it. Oh, man. What did I tell you? you? Get him My extended family are Russians. They call me the professional. There you go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> At um, least Joe doesn't have any f- anywhere to drive tonight. <laughs> if I drink enough, I will. <laughs> oh, God. That's fair. <laughs> the hospital. I got to go home. <laughs> Joe, you're at home. No, I gotta go. You're going to walk uh, back to your parents' <laughs> old house in Freehold. <laughs> oh, golly. In the chat, uh, D-Dubs uh, says, uh, ask him if he tried Duclaw Brewery in Baltimore. Duclaw, uh, yeah. And if he does, uh, and if you do, what is your favorite series and why does peanut butter Java hurt my tummy? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Um, 
Duclaw, I can't remember what I've had from Duclaw. It's kind of hard for me to go back and say exactly what it was, but I remember liking it. I went through Duclaw, or through, through Duclaw. I went through Delaware. There was a couple breweries there. Dewey Beach was a good one. Um, Dewey Beach, the favorite beer from them is the Dream Series they have. it. It's like a fruited sour IPA kind I of thing. I love anything Super sour. Good. I'm all in for You're it. You're going to like this really? jungle juice here. So you bro. and Elena are very similar with mm-hmm. the, I the, love the sour beer beers. profiles. Oh, yeah. I can't do sours. No? Sours, um, really hoppy things. I can't get behind the hop. You'll like this then. This has no hops in it. Which, one, which it, one is that? 450 North. It's a slushy IPA. It has a flavor profile of like a literally a melted slushy. That Ooh. one I might like then because I, I hate It doesn't taste like flavor. beer. You won't even know it is beer. Okay. Mm. But I think like we it. should have beer ready on tap when I bring out the hot sauces just out yes. of a preventative. Because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was told that there's guys here that like spicy stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Bob told How you. hot are we getting on the Scoville chart? Uh, we can hit the millions if you want to. <laughs> I mean, I'd prefer not to. It sounds like a song. But like I've had Megadeth, we good times. Okay, I grew I grew Megadeths. That's uh, I, I grew jigsaws last year. I grow super hots. I love micro gardening. I do like raised bed gardening, and I trade seeds with people all over the place. And I ferment the sauces nice. myself. Uh, experiment with like peach, and I did dragon fruit, fennel. Is this all stuff that you've made? I have three that I made, and I have a couple from the New York City Hot Sauce Expo that I went to. My wife is a hot sauce fiend. Really? She's way more badass than I am. I probably have 150 to 200 bottles of hot sauce in my house. Hell yeah. yeah. So, I can confirm I've seen a lot of them at your house. Yeah. <laughs> I Speaking of, you have hot sauces, you got the beers, you've got the steaks, the, steaks, the cast iron. So, is there something that you were really passionate about that you kind of lost? Yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> It's expensive. <laughs> it's yeah. So kind of what the cast iron does for me, um, to pull back the curtain here, uh, it kind of allows me to have, you know, a decent little side income and stuff, but like drinking good beer and eating good food, it's mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to kind of offset that, I kind of made this a side hobby that can kind of pay for itself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Kind of like race car drivers that enter races that pay to win mm-hmm. and you have a good car. Like if you, know, if you, if I win or I place every week, I can get enough money to, you know, get a new this or new that. So what I do is I try to find cast iron. That I know I could flip, make good money on mm-hmm. and, and, you know, restore and, and all that stuff. And then in turn, I create content with high quality meats, high quality beers, just, just trying to put something good out there for people. So what, something I wasn't passionate about was having bad food and bad beer. Mm-hmm. So I, cause when people come over the house, I have a theory that, not especially men, not to not to stereotype our entire gender, but we're not really good with emotions, all of us. Mm. Sometimes people can't articulate how they feel. And I've learned that you can tell somebody a lot about how you feel about them by what you give them to eat, mm-hmm. so to speak. So if you have friends over and they're good friends, you get the good steaks, the good beers, and they say, man, this stuff's really good. Be like, yo, man, I, I, you know, I want you to eat good when you're here. I want you to, you know, have this, st-. you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I no, kind of honestly, no shit. Like I cannot cook. Like yeah. I can I cook very select few. I don't things love well, anybody. But <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. <we're> just, <laughs> I make up for that by buying my friends' food whenever that's good, I can. Dude, see, that's the same thing though. You know they like good food, yeah. so you're tapped into how they feel. Yeah, that's dude. That that's the same. You're in the same boat. I've never heard anybody like put that feeling together out loud before. I've always been like, I wonder if they're they're getting that like that's like well, my way express that I love my friends what it what it stems from like the whole reason I got into this 
whole thing. Um, I, I lived with my grandfather for the last, you know, few years of his life. He had uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, dementia. He got That's diagnosed. Tough, sorry. He, yeah, it was, it was, I learned a lot about life. I was like 18 when I started doing mm-hmm. it. I dropped out of college. I quit my job. I went and lived with him full time. And, you know, you lose your mind, you lose every sense, but you don't lose the sense of flavor. You don't lose the sense of food. Mm-hmm. And it was really, towards the end, it was the only way I could really communicate with him that he was safe and could be happy by cooking him meals that he remembered eating in Tennessee 80 years prior. Mm. Wow. And our big adventure for the day, he, he lived in a town called Hopewell, New Jersey, in the woods, in the mountains, the Sourland Mountains. You know, we didn't have Wi-Fi or anything. Like, that was like 2007, 2008, maybe, like, <laughs> when, when it was just starting to be a thing for people. What's your Wi-Fi password? Like, oh, what is that? Um, so we would watch basic cable and we would watch like all these cooking shows like Julia Child and Jacques Pepin and all that. And our big adventure would be to recreate those recipes going to the grocery store together. So like, I learned that you may not always know exactly what to say. Yeah. Like it's like with, with your wives or girlfriends, if they have a bad day at work, make them a good meal, give them a cup of tea and and let them have a bath. That says a lot just Mm -hmm. to be able to say, Hey, do this. I know it's important to you. So you could do it with food and the best way to make good food I learned is cast iron. So yeah, that's it. Hell yeah. I uh, have a couple of questions from the chat. The first is uh, someone I think you, you may know. Uh, Tyler <laughs> says, uh, speaking of tolerating spices, ask Kyle about the time he tried the one chip challenge. Dude. Okay. You want to, <laughs> you want to know something weird about that? They just came out with the 2022 one and yeah. it, they were just putting it out at Seven Eleven when you and I went that's there. That's right. I was contemplating buying it. I, I saw your gears turn for like half a second. You're like, huh. The girl wasn't even engaging behind the counter. I was like, you ever try that? She's like, I'm good. Have a good day. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Don't All talk. Right. But, um, okay. So the one chip. Ch- All right. So anybody that wants to do the one chip challenge, don't do it the day before you go on a road trip. That checks out. Or else oh, you'll geez. find out every grocery store in rural Pennsylvania that has a bathroom <laughs> that you can use. Um, I, I, I have a high tolerance to these peppers. Like I'll pull a ghost out of the garden and know if it's ripe or not. And mm. like people are like, you're crazy. But that comes, there's a consequence with that. Your, <clears throat> your body isn't doesn't create a tolerance. It, it processes it and you have to co- sometimes, you know, make sure you have enough lactic acid. There's ways to offset that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you that one chip that was very properly marketed. It comes in a coffin, individually wrapped. And I ate that on our podcast. I, it was really hot. Uh, it was, it was hot as hell. I went down, I ate the whole thing. But the next day when we went on that road trip, that thing was just sitting in your stomach like. <laughs> guys like, you have a bathroom? Yeah, but yeah, it's out of order. Then you don't have a bathroom. And I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not helping. Dude, if you want to have a bucket. If you want to do a documentary on like true Americana, go to a fucking grocery store in Appalachia, bro. <laughs> like you, you'll see like one-armed people like Jeez. crazy. Like, yeah, holding the kid and pushing the car. Like, yo, it's cr- it was nuts. But that one chip challenge. I do it again. All right. So Uh, we got a lot of young people in the chat. And me specifically, I've avoided cast iron. Okay. Because I feel ADHD cooking stuff for me to upkeep a thing after I'm done cooking with it Uh always seemed like cast iron is out of reach for me. Okay. That is a common misconception that I try to 
educate like on my page yeah i do the funny reels and fun stuff like that but i also Mm -hmm. want to educate people and the biggest thing with cast iron is the the less you think about it Mm -hmm. the easier but you have to establish the core principles of cast iron don't get it wet don't leave it outside don't make eye contact oil with it just keep it oiled so what i what i like to tell people is forget everything you've ever heard about Mm -hmm. cast iron Mm -hmm. all you need to do is don't put soap on it and just use stainless steel wool to remove any food that's stuck to it. Just you rub oil on it. Don't put water on it, though? Don't put soap. No, you don't leave it submerged in oh, water. Okay. You can watch. You have to you know, watch a, it. But I was like, going to ask you if there was like a the proper procedure for cleaning, but you got into it. Dude, just stainless steel wool, a little salt if you want. Make it an abrasive if you feel like being fancy. Just stainless steel wool it, wipe it out, put oil on it, put it on the stove. Mm-hmm. The big thing with soap, the big argument, like I'm, I'm literally ha- I'm trying to schedule a video having a, a biologist, a scientist, mm. Um, not a biologist that wouldn't tell us anything. Yeah, chemist. There you go. Thanks, bro. <laughs> the one not drinking beer, of course. Um, I want to have Check them. Out. Your boy's wicked smart. Have them come in. <laughs> you like apples? Um, uh, I want to have a scientist come on and actually explain why soap is not necessary. So the big argument is that lye used to be in soap, mm-hmm. which wasn't okay to consume unless you neutralized it, which is you know what you have to do anyway. But my whole thing is soap is a chemical, regardless of if it has lye in it, regardless of where you buy it. I don't mm-hmm. want that seeping into the pores of my cast iron. So I, I can kind of get you started on that conversation. A lot of a lot of issues now with modern soaps, right? So there, there's a shift. Detergents, like laundry detergents, used to be crazy powerful. That's why right. you had to separate everything. Mm-hmm. And then they made laundry detergents less powerful all the time and then added things in them to protect fabrics. The exact opposite is true with, with soap. dishwashing soap. Mm. Dishwashing soaps has has have detergents in them mm-hmm. that chemically bind to particulate matter that don't chemically bind to metals. The oh. problem with that is that you are now pulling surface finishes off the top of like metal coated cookware, like things like Teflon. Yeah. And you anything porous you will get a chemical insertion into That's that you exactly can never get right. out. Do you ever look at cast iron under a microscope? It looks no, like no. a fucking sponge, bro. Does it? So if you put soap on your cast iron, mm-hmm. and now no matter how good you rinse it or whatever you do to it, I guarantee you, you will taste that soap in certain recipes. Really? Mm. Absolutely. And let me, we, we all know this. What is the number one way if you are, if you, if you survive an airline crash and you are in the middle of the woods and you have not, you have the ability to make fire and you have containers, how do you sanitize the water? You boil it. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to use soap to sanitize your pan. Just clean it out. Make sure there's no food particles that'll stick. Make sure it's down to bare metal. Put oil on it. And the next time you cook with it, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, these pans are, I, I, have, I have pans, I own pans that are 140 years old, 150 mm-hmm. years old. They've been cared for. They've been taken care of properly. Mm-hmm. Do it like your great-grandparents did. That's how they did it. They didn't use soap on that shit. They just wiped it out and went again because yeah. everybody cooked at home. So that repetition of constant cooking, just keep cooking. Mm-hmm. Super easy. The new cast iron, you can buy it if you want. There's a couple brands that I, I did a test. There were seven brands of cast iron that's still being made in America. Mm-hmm. I got a pan from each of them, and I literally cooked... I did a, a, a collabed with a meat company. I did bison. I did elk. I did alligator. I did Damn. steaks. I did all this different, th- different ways of food. And I tested each of the new brands. Mm-hmm. The quality of the metal matters. That's why old cast iron's good. They got it out of Erie, Pennsylvania, which is where Griswold was in Ohio, like these really rich, mm-hmm. so, you know, rich iron ore towns, good quality metal made properly. You don't need soap. Just keep cooking. 
and let me tell you, it's not just in cast iron where that matters. So part of what my company does, we, we build data centers, right? Mm. We build our own and then we populate them for our own use. Okay. We paid extra for American produced steel piping right there. Okay. It actually does make a difference, both like life cycle and, um, longevity, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like microscopically the structure of how this metal is finished oftentimes is different. So we, we paid a huge adder in this project cost for American steel. It was very important. Right. Okay. The, the owner of the company is a politician. Right. Okay. Um, my colleague was walking through the site as they're putting finishing touches on the building and they're finishing up the insulation. And he looks up and he sees N Korea on one of the pipes and he laughs and he goes <laughs> North Korean pipe. And he says it in a passing manner to our boss. Oh, no. And he goes, what do you mean you saw Korea on the pipes? And he's like, yeah, I mean, obviously it was made in Korea. It's not North Korea. And it was just cut off there. And he goes, we spent like $500,000 on American steel. Yeah. It was double the cost of any other steel. It's quality control. A hundred percent. So mm-hmm. we went back through and we found that, the installer either made a mistake logistically or, or they kept the extra money or and, kept the extra money, which is and installed common. Korean pipe, Korean mm. steel all throughout the facility. Somebody, so they had to, they had to give us an enormous amount of money back and we had a cross section right. cut and then investigated under microscope and they found significant differences in the makeup of the structure of the steel. That is that uh, we're going to take this clip right here. And I get trashed on my page. I won't use any vintage skillets that say made in Taiwan, made in China, made in Japan. Mm-hmm. No quality control. Someone said you're, you're being uh, racist. Yeah. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. They're like, you're being racist. I'm like, no, 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 no. I actually care about you. I don't want to teach you how to restore that kind of stuff because there's no, they call it pot metal. If you did an, an, an analysis, I work in the metal trade. If you do an analysis of, 1950s, 60s, 70s, cast iron made in China, Japan. There's other shit in there, man. Oh, yeah. There's additives. It depends. I how can you, see the flaws of it. Metal structure depends how you cool it when it's cast. Absolutely. It, rail, like rails, yep. are squelched because it Squelch. uh, creates a different kind of finish that yep. makes the surface extra hard but more brittle. But it doesn't matter that it's more brittle. It's constantly under compression. You're in so, this shit, man. You know about annealing and all that shit then, huh? I'm a mechanical engineer. There you go. All right. Right here. Right <laughs> so here. The, the quality and the process of the metal makes a huge difference. That's why for a long time, design firms that design structures in developing countries like China. And again, like you said, I'm not saying this to be racist. They have a lot of building failures or did during China's industrial revolution because they couldn't rely on the build quality Absolutely. of the casting metal. See, See, there are famous is- examples of like <laughs> apartment buildings and malls collapsing because the installing designer didn't understand any, any of this. Dude, that, see, this That's is wild. This is good That's that he's so cool to me. Dude, I got to be honest. I saw the tattoos. I didn't think I'd get yeah, no, Well, according to like my calculations. <laughs> wow, man. It's fucking awesome. Bald and covered in oh, tattoos. Yeah. No, I have a mechanical engineering degree with a specialization just, in aerospace. You just fucking dusted me here, bro. Look at this. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. But, like, you, can, you can't really beat iron ore from the source because, mm. yeah, it's cool to recycle. Like, I care about the planet. I recycle. But there's stuff in it. But there's shit in it. You yeah. can't, it won't be 100% pure. Mm. And, and that's there why. Are, there are areas where that is acceptable. When yeah. you can do 100% pure. Yeah. Hit me with that frosted flake. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's get into some of these hot sauces. I got a bag of Fritos here. <laughs> 
If, this is a good beer to have with it because it has the, the milk sugar in mm-hmm. it. So the lactic acid kind of will neutralize any super heat you get. Mm. If, if anything's too hot for you, we could start, you know, on the, the short end. We could just pass the, we get a, each get a couple Fritos here. So, so we'll, do, we'll do a couple Fritos through the bag. While you're doing it, and the reason we got some Fritos yeah. All right. um, is every place we tried to go to get tortilla chips. We're out of them. We're out. Really? I was wondering grab why Fritos for hot sauce. but that, grab that, that other bag out. for you and Joe? I mean, I mean, what was your name again? Bronson. Bronson. It's okay, That's I have right. a really hard name to remember. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Braden, but like cooler. <laughs> uh, dude, I get everything under the sun. My favorite when someone sends me a work email and they say they spell my name wrong. I have that thing enabled where it puts my name in every email I send, the uh, email okay. signature. Yeah. Because I have a difficult name to remember, but people will see that and still respond and be like, Benson, can you please ex- elaborate on Benson? And I'm, and I'm like, I'll, I'll literally respond and say, Who the fuck is Benson? That's funny. At work. That'll, yeah. That's good. I'm unemployed. Uh, let's You're, see. Get closer a little bit. Hang on. I'm just unloading these. We don't have to do all of these. Don't let this overwhelm you. I just don't want to keep unzipping and zipping the cooler. I got mm. you. So we'll just put these out. These do not. There are, uh, for the, if you can't, if the camera isn't catching it, there are we got a easily a dozen here. Easy a dozen. Two, four, six, eight. And I'll explain. It just right keeps now. coming. So that's a dozen. 13. That's a baker's, <laughs> baker's dozen. dozen. There we go. Baker's dozen. And right, that's so the stepchild. Is this the Hawaiian one? <laughs> That's uh, spices of the sun. That was that. That one blew me away. It was just a little table, two women standing there selling their hot sauce. I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. I was like, why? We'll take a bottle home. <laughs> yes, so please. The one I guess that is the least spicy we could Jersey. go. We could go for everybody. Get your Cheetos. We'll pass this down. This is made by a company called Jersey Barn Fire. This is a black garlic bacon smoked hot sauce. Ooh, black. Is it a smoky flavor? Bacon. Yes. Not, Odds are, not I won't super like hot. It. All right, and are we you, are we doing beer first or hot sauce? While first? you pass it, I'm yes. gonna pour the beers out. So everybody, uh, give me your cups in order. That's your cup, and let me have Joe's cup, and then I cups in order. And this is Bob's cup. Bob's cup. Cool. So go ahead, take a little drip. This is very runny. Be careful, gotcha. and then let me know what you think. And uh, while you're doing that, we did have a, a question in chat earlier: Is air frying steak worth it? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, the response to that is apparently I, shut up. I have. <laughs> I have an air fryer, and I have, like, the grill air fryer, so it's, like, supposed to be a grill. There you go. In a pinch, it works, but I keep it as, like, a last resort. All right, so, Bob. Yeah. It's it's like barbecue sauce. It's, like, but wait, there's a, it comes to the end. That's why, you know, that's why they call a ghost pepper ghost pepper, because the heat comes back and sneaks up on you. Uh, I did not know that. And that's yours, Joke. brother. All I right. thought because the peppers were dead. This is the Frosted Flakes one? Oh, my God. Yes. That yep. smells so good. Doesn't it smell the good? It smells yeah. really good. Oh, my God. And it, it's awesome not beer. Smoky. We're living, guys. Yeah. Steak? What the hell, man? Come on. This it's a good awesome. day. Oh, that's good. Don't mind me. What do you think? Well, the good news is that I don't yeah. find this spicy at all. Hit him up. No, no. This is... this. We're starting... Ooh, the smell... We're, oh, we're, the we'll get to the ropes course. <laughs> don't worry. It's a good beer. So it's a little hoppy. Yeah. I'll get there. A little hoppy. I just didn't want you to put your arm in it. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna put my whole towel. face in this. I love it. It is absolutely gonna happen. This. Yeah, this so this tastes it's not exactly frosted flake. You do taste a little bit of the milk, you taste the sugar up front. Right. Well it's not um, gonna taste exactly like no, it. No, 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 but I do still get the hops. Okay. Cause I am um I guess the way my palate works. I'm very sensitive to the hop flavor. Right. <clears throat> so I do get the hops up front, but 
you do get like that almost powdered sugar kind of flavor on the palate, which is kind of really cool. It is cool. Um, that's something I wasn't expecting. Like I know it's Frosted Flakes, but cover the mixer. I've just I've seen (laughs) I've seen a lot of um flavored beers, and I've had a lot of flavored beers that are supposed to be like. You know, it, it's pineapple juice, and then you taste it, and you're like, what, um, no. Yeah, that's not what I'm getting. No, yeah, I'm not getting any of that. This is Hook and Arrow. This is uh, Pineapple Jalapeno, Hook and Arrow. This is a great company. I love these guys. They've been... Uh, Speaking of pineapple. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to like this one. Um, jalapeno is my least favorite pepper. Okay, I was going to say, because if you don't want this, we got we got a whole bunch of stuff you cannot have if you don't <laughs> <laughs> This is one of my go-to sauces. I keep this on rotation in my fridge. My yeah. wife, conversely, my wife's favorite is jalapeno. Yeah, my, my wife's favorite is also jalapeno. This has a very rich, deep flavor in it. Very extensive, very, like, it, it's, it's, it's got a good tang to it. That vinegar, you'll, you'll get that vinegar taste. Oh, you know what? That's barely jalapeno. I barely do like jalapeno. That. I do like that. Well, that's really good. That gets better. That is hooked, dude. Those do not sleep on those guys. I'll tell you that right I'm now. I'm gonna do gotta, a little dab. I gotta take a picture of that one and send it to Allie. Well, I'll, we'll get a picture of all these. Don't do it now. Do it at the end. We'll, we'll we have a chat. Or just habanero is king. Mm, if you have training wheels on your bike, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Habanero. <laughs> Every He's, hot sauce is. He habanero. says he uh, he eats that raw. Habaneros, yeah, yeah. So hook and arrow, good. We like it. I think that's Jake. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, that um, was really good. This is on rotation. I it's, use um, marinades. I use it in everything. Nice. I really like that. It almost reminds me, and I don't want this to sound offensive because I don't mean it in a bad way. It sounds like the. It sounds like it tastes like those, um, like the jalapeno chips you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really, I don't I, get I, too much jalapeno out of that. No, see, I, I, yeah, I'm I got the flavor. Chips over. don't taste like jalapeno either. You get this like weird tangy spice. Yeah. I know what he's talking about. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I know. I got a lot of the vinegar out of that. So this next one, sorry, <laughs> so this next one is a cool company called Family Band Hot Sauce. Um, this is called the Ghost Chipotle. They're out of, uh, they're actually local. They're Orange, New Jersey, so they're kind of not close. close. Yeah, um, pretty, uh, not close. Pretty close. <laughs> they're not close <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not close. About, about twenty minutes. Far um, as shit. Distance is relative. <laughs> I like this. Nothing means anything. This is smoky as well. I'm a fan of sweet and smoky, savory. I love smoky. Um, but don't let the ghost part fool you. It's actually so pretty, pretty good. Miles. So that. That br- you do a lot of steaks and stuff. What's your barbecue uh, of choice? Uh, like your your myself. sauce. I oh, well, all right. We can get, we we can go down that road. Um, <laughs> I take I take mug root beer, a two liter, and mm-hmm. I condense it until it's almost like maybe a cup and a half. Oh, so you're you're really yeah. I make it a syrup, and then I bust I love it. when people do that. I bust it down with with good apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. I do uh, a little maple syrup from upstate New York. I had somebody make a uh, barbecue sauce like that for me with Dr. Pepper. Yeah, you can do that. It was yeah, Dr. Pepper is a common. Yeah. So I haven't gone down that road yet of making my own barbecue yes. sauce. I've been, ever since I was a kid, bullseye. Yeah. Because you keep you said the smoky and yep. the hickory. And every time I like I go to like the Peter Luger restaurants, yep. I'm like, this is shit. What do you think? I see your gears turning over there. I like it. It's very mildly everything. It's mildly spicy, <laughs> mildly smoky, but good it all still around tastes sauce. Good. Yeah, absolutely. I actually really like that. They're, I don't taste the spice at all. Probably, I, it's probably less spicy than the last one. That's why, right? Mm-hmm. Not to say less about the other companies. No, it's because I like here. It's because I like the chipotle flavor. Mm-hmm. So, so I have um, straight 
Over there, I have a uh, seasoning like a Chipotle. I saw you. you have a very extensive spice rack. Spice rack, very impressive. Is uh, that company? Joe's so got a great. Rack. They're Canadians. Yeah, I got a great rack. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I want to get sponsored by them at some point because their spices are like legit. Like what I was, what I was trying to put together without, without less, more or less words. Not to say less about these companies, but you'll find very few people that are as kind as those guys. They're very genuine, uh, I'm good, good, yeah. good guys, that young guys, good. really good company. They were at Sauce-toberfest. I got to take a picture of that one. That was delicious. All right, so we, well, I'll put them all out here. We'll put <laughs> them all you out. You said they're, uh, they're based out of uh, orange. orange. Orange, yeah. Oh, we have a question in the chat. Yo. So live broadcast. Good <laughs> game. From the hot sauce place. <laughs> oh, we oh, can yeah. get all these. Any I'd one of these that you it. want here, we can get them. Oh, you, that um, <laughs> sneaks up on you. Whoa. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Supreme oyster or crab season or, and crab seasonings, Tony's or Old Bay? I've never had Tony's. Yeah, I've never had Tony's. Dalton, Dalton says there is a right answer. <laughs> I've never had Tony's. I don't know. I do enjoy Old Bay, but like not in everything. Old Bay. Yeah. I, I like Old Bay, Bay on my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. do eggs. I do Old Bay on fries. I did it a few times. It was okay. The way I eat my crab, if I make it myself, if I really want to enjoy it myself, mm. I do... I do butter and fresh dill. Like I go to the Ooh. grocery store, get mm. dill, chop it up, smack it first, like the bartenders do. Yeah, you you know. I have a dill plant right yeah, there. You know what I, you know what I'm saying. But I don't do crabs. Um, Quit slapping too your dill. often. Yeah. If I'm eating the crab my favorite way, crab I'm cake. buying soft shell crabs. Oh gosh. And I I flour the them. Spider roll, brother. I flour them and I air fry them. Oh God. They are. We gotta go do karate in the garage now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Damn. That's what they, one of those southern sayings. Them boys close, too close. They pissing out the same dick, man. <laughs> those sayings, oh, dude, I'm you could do a that. whole show on just those sayings, man. <laughs> I, have, I have family in Tennessee. I've heard some good ones. Like the the best one, one of them is uh, boys as, long, as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. <laughs> I love that. One. I love that saying. Um if what's the if a girl's hot they call it, they say she's finer than frog's hair, hmm. but if a girl's like really hot they're like man, I'd walk a mile over broken glass barefoot just to hear her fart in a walkie-talkie. <laughs> I like how that kept getting wilder, wilder, yeah. yeah. Yep. Like yeah, I think you got halfway through that analogy and I was like I think that's is that where it's gonna end? Nope, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> so here we go. We're gonna go right down the row here. We're gonna get this next hot sauce. This is made by White House Station uh, White 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 House Station Sauce Co. That's a it's a mouthful. Just like this mm. sauce. White, White House, House Station, Station sauce. sauce Co. One of my favorite hot sauce it's companies. The station sauce. Right. So this this is a good question for you because you travel pretty often. Well, uh, yeah, not 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 globally, regionally. Who is the most famous person you've met? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he kind of got me up. Uh, Skullflower White. It's okay. I'm, I'm you gonna, can say me. You're it's interviewing. Okay. I'm going to keep asking you questions <laughs> no, as, you're, no, no. as you're pouring stuff. Um, <laughs> famous person I've met or famous person I know. Uh, met. Met. Oh, I would this, say. This is a watery boy. RZA from Wu-Tang Clan was a good one. Um, oh my god, that is fucking phenomenal, isn't it? White, John at White House Station, bro. That guy is not messing around. Jeez, that's good. I'm gonna buy all that's these. That's that's actually a collaboration with Conclave Brewing in Raritan. Was that made with duck sauce? I don't know, but it tastes like it. You yeah. nailed it. White peach. 
I didn't even read it. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so good. White peaches, conclaves, skull flower, IPA, white vinegar, sugar, salt, habanero peppers. And that's that was uh, that was the White House Station uh, Conclave uh, collaboration. Uh, what did you say? White peach skull flower. Uh, mm-hmm. White peaches uh, Conclave skull flower IPA. White vinegar, sugar, salt, and habanero peppers. Training wheels. White House Station guys. Jake, Jake says training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's okay. So if you want to, oh my god. I don't know how close you guys are to this area, but this weekend in Bordentown, New Jersey, they're going to have what's called the Cranberry Festival, which Mm -hmm. is um, a big street fair. John's actually going to be set up there uh, with uh, White House Station. This guy. Mm. Wow. If you're anywhere within the the area, he makes a peach hot sauce that's kind of like the base of that, minus the... That is delicious. I might try to convince Allie to go out. And just just to try the, their hot sauces. Do me a favor. I don't yeah, want to sound. I, I I hate to Here, say this. Let me get some more of that real quick. Tell him. <laughs> bring, that 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 bring that back. You too. Yeah, absolutely. Bring that back. Seriously. <laughs> absolutely. So, I'm close. <laughs> One of the main ingredients of duck sauce is apricot. Okay. That's why I'm getting that sweetness. Yep. There you go. Oh John John God. has won multiple awards with his hot sauce. He has a pumpkin hot sauce. They have. John's been, they've been making hot sauce at White House Station. They've been making uh, hot sauce. They were one of the earlier companies I got involved in before, like the big boom of hot sauce, like mm-hmm. a couple years back. Um, they oh were, God, they were so good. first in my book of, of good hot See, sauces. For me, for me, the hot sauces this has always been my thing because I don't normally eat hot sauces. Okay. Um, up front, delicious. I don't feel anything. That's like a minute or two later, about. I start to feel. And I hate, like, I've had hot sauces at, like, Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff, and my friend's like, eat this, and I put it in my mouth. I'm like, it just burns. I don't mm-hmm. taste yeah. anything. Dude, yeah. you, what, what, did you, like, go into my brain and think about what I'm trying to say? <laughs> dude, literally, <laughs> dude, literally, what I say to all my friends that, like, get into hot sauces and stuff with me, a good hot sauce will not burn you up front. You no. want yeah. flavor mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and absolutely. then if there's a burn that comes after, mm-hmm. cool. If you have a shitty hot sauce, it's going to burn you up, and you're not going to taste anything yep. but hot pepper. Mm-hmm. And that, not one sauce here I have will do that to no. you. Yeah, like, I'm oh, noticing, yeah. like, you got like this delicious, and most of them so far have been like almost fruity. Yeah. Into like, and then a minute or two later, if not three or four minutes later, you're like, oh, starting to get a, a burn, but it's not on the front. I've had this one. You've had it's it. not on the My front palate. Yeah. It's on like, um, for the people who are listening, I'm trying to explain it. It's like, um, like the back of your tongue, like yeah. right on the back of the throat. Yep. And then um, side tongue. Like right where like your molars would be. Yeah, that's what you're starting to feel the 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 sing at. I'm getting it a lot on the left side of my tongue right now. You probably are chewing on the left side. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a left side chewer. I, I try to go back and forth with hot sauces. So no shit. When I try hot sauces, I actually, if you watch, I'll put the the sauce on my tongue and then smear it back. Yeah, yeah, get it all yep. over my tongue. Because you taste different things in different parts, and if you don't do that. You may not get the whole hot sauce. So yeah. to, to pro- give this one its due, it's uh, Ginger Goat uh, Hot Sauce Company there in Canada. Is it Ginger Goat that is Hot ginger. Sauce Company? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They are from Canada. Uh, they were at the <laughs> Hot Sauce Expo. They're good, good good dudes. They gave me their lineup to test and try, and I really enjoyed everything. This is peaches and scream. I figured the sweet would be good to offset the salty of the steak and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I really like these guys. I think they're doing things a little different. Um, I'm not a big fan. But I don't like ginger that much, right? Mm. But it still has peaches, a solid flavor. Yep. 
I'm feeling the uh, spice Ooh, a little yeah. bit more. Oh, yeah. wow. That hit me in the back. Yeah, it hit yeah, me it in the back of the throat. throat. Let me know, Bob, when you want to pull the plug on this. It's okay. <laughs> oh. <'cause> they're hot. <laughs> Guys, real quick, because like, I, I know you're going to start, start getting hit with it. When you eat them, don't inhale. Yeah, I, I know that one. Yeah, that's... I see people do that all the time. No, where they'll know. eat it and they'll be like, oh, it's hot. And I'm like, oh. And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> you've made a mistake. <laughs> Big yeah. time. Um, grab me some water real quick. You mind grabbing me a cup as well? Yeah. Thank you, sir. So this is this is another. <laughs> good Remember, water will wash it around your mouth more. Yay! Okay, I got milk in there, and if you really want to go balls, I got buttermilk just in case. Sheesh. So um, while Bob's getting his water, I'll explain what this is. This is made by Hell's Kitchen Hot Sauce Company out of New York City. This mm-hmm. is just your classic uh, Louisiana style, but it's actually like they, they're like a chef. Like the sh- a chef's hot sauce company, if I could say that. So, are we going up in Scoville, or are we going? We're kind of in the mid range right now. No, are we? Are we moving? Oh, up? we're going up. Yeah, this one's kind of uh, this. Guy, this should have been done in the beginning, but it's it's still something I really want you guys to try mm-hmm. because you hear it's a Louisiana style. Like, oh, I've had that, like Crystal or any or any of the you know Tabasco or anything like that. This is not like artisanal that. hot sauce. This is, is the this question is, in the chat. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. There you go. So here, give I've, this a try. I've had Tabasco, but I don't, I don't like like Tabasco branded hot sauce. Nah, it's too. I'm about to eat one of them vinegar potatoes to like clean. Bro, there you go. Cleanse that palate. <laughs> get that get that cornstarch. <laughs> this one's not too hot. Bob Bob might like that one. Hot sauce is for everybody. It's all about your body's tolerance. You know what I mean? It's not. See, the thing is, I've oh, that's good. I've been that's avoiding a lot of hot sauces, because mm-hmm. um, I never know if I like it or not. Okay. So. You good? Yeah, I spilled beer. Mm. Bobby, you want to grab some more paper towels? Yeah. <laughs> I spilled the whole beer in my crotch, but my sack's <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I didn't have that much. I hit the mic boom with it. <laughs> it happened. Oh, boy. I, try, I, okay. put my le- I pinched my legs together to soak up the beer so it didn't go on your carpet. I don't think I got that much on my <laughs> Barely any. Ah, you're fine. That's what baking soda's for. Dude, I look like I the went on Universal. a roller coaster for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's, there's a clip. Oh, God. There you go. Yeah, pull that for the episode, huh? <laughs> Speaking of roller coasters, you guys hear they're permanently decommissioning El Toro? Well, a lot of people. Not that. permanent, permanent. They are. Um, it's closed this year. Probably next year mm. because uh, I guess a lot of people got injured on something that happened. It's oh, happened yeah. twice. Yeah. So last year there was a partial here. derailment because the ride's deteriorating because mm. it's a wooden coaster. Yeah. I'll do this that. year they had they're not. I don't think they're sure of the cause yet, or they haven't released it. They were uh, mid drop and they heard a loud bang, and then like eight people went to the hospital with neck injuries. Yeah. So I, I think you know that one's been up for a solid like 15, 16 years. Well, it used to be something else, so it's been longer. So they're doing. No, a, um, I, I was there when they built El Toro. It was they leveled what was there before. Yeah, they I thought leveled, the, they I thought leveled that coaster Rolling came Thunder from other. No. Yeah, but I thought parts of Rolling Thunder were made for El Toro. No, well, I grew up. They three were up miles away from Great Adventure. You could take it and keep Same. it for the rest of your life. I grew I up, up on the border of Jackson and Freehold. What? Yeah. I grew up in Allentown. I went to school with kids in Millstone. Uh, Millstone was literally across the street. My grandfather was the mayor of Millstone for like twenty five years. You should go back there. You're probably the smartest person to come. <laughs> <laughs> You ever drive through um, Millstone and see like one uh, like Person. brown and white house with a sloped roof that has a fucktillion Christmas trees growing out of the ground? It's like ne- across the street is a farm. What road is it on? Stagecoach. Yes. It's where my grandparents used to live. What? Yeah. Wow. 
I thought you were gonna go. I know that house too. <laughs> yeah, um, I know them. So, <laughs> are we cool with going a little hotter? Yeah. Are you guys okay with yeah, that? No, we'll yeah. Game. All right, because the next two are, are going to be heaters. Heaters, yeah. But the flavor profile is why I brought them. Um, <laughs> so this is the Spicy Shark. This is a new company I'm I just met and started talking to, and this is a Caribbean reef shark. It's called Scotch. It's a it's a Scotch bonnet hot sauce with pineapple, coconut, and it's really good. It's got oh. Lime juice, carrot. It's just a little bit of everything. That mm. sounds banging. But it's it's a it's a heater, bro. It's a it's it's this is a got a little get, back end. Getting into the ropes course here. My my comfort zone where I start to get like uncomfy, I guess. It's is, okay uh, for a man to say that to another man. Where it starts getting too much uh, for me is like around the 200 mark. That's when it starts getting like I'm eating it as a joke. 200 Scovels? Yeah, 200,000. Oh, oh, I was going to say, dude, we are... 200? That's fucking Frank's Red Hot's <laughs> 2,000. I was going to say, you you better better watch. <laughs> so like that's a sweet pepper? Red, red pepper? Scotch bonnet is like a Caribbean style. It's in a lot of Caribbean sauces. It's used like when they make jerk chicken. Super good sauce. It's not brown sugar I'm smelling. Oh, this it is going to come up and punch me in the balls in a minute, right? It will, yeah. Because there's nothing up front. Nothing up front. But flavor up front. You get the pineapple coconut right off the bat. Yeah. You get that tang. I think I'll pass. <laughs> I am it's a, that way. It's a hit. No, dude, it's okay. This it's one's a not bad. Wait. Up front. It's sweet up front. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait. All right. Let's yeah. See. It's up front. It's coming. But it's good. This is why you need... Oh, well, you have a drink, so... I, I don't... I'm not getting anything yet. No? Would it, have, would it have hit by now? It, it's kind of there. It kind of just hangs a little bit. I'm still getting the same level I got off the last one. Well, then, then, you, then you're good. Okay. All right. Then you have a, you have a significant tolerance, I would say, because that... Hmm. You feel the heat there, Joe, or no? Not yet. Yeah, you're good then. All right. Let's that was on. good. That's what is really good. the best present you've ever received? Uh, well, my grandmother, uh, she told me... I have your great great grandmother's cast iron skillet somewhere in the house. I don't know where it is, but I have it. I gotta find it. And I was like, "You better find it. You're getting old. They're a little old, so you better find it. You know, like you better <laughs> not forget." But um, she uh, she told me if I ever feel like I'm losing it and that I may go away and never come back, mm-hmm. come here. I was very close to my grandmother. I had it, like I would go visit her two three days a week and. She said, if anything ever happens to me, check the oven and mm. see if it's there. Because if I feel like I'm starting to go downhill quick, I'll find it and I'll put it in there for you. Wow. So she actually was getting surgery for her eyes at Will's Eye in uh, Philly. And uh, after that, she went to a rehab place to, because, I mean, when you're 85 years old and you have surgery, you can't just go yeah. home. Yeah. So Will's eye did a wonderful job on her. They did a good job with her eyes. She was a very healthy person. She was vet for her age. She had diabetes when she was like 14, so she grew up being healthy her whole life. Mm. Gotcha. She was in her 80s but did not pass for anything over 65, dude. She was very healthy. Uh, she wound up getting an infection at the rehab place when they were mm. taking care of her, and it killed her, and none of us expected that. And That's always a kicker, yeah. like right in the balls mm. when it comes from somewhere you're not expecting. My grandmother had cancer six times wow and she beat it every time and then her nursing home killed her with a morphine overdose see that's the same kind of thing they weren't monitoring her she had a she had a bladder infection they weren't monitoring her yeah and we went to her we did her funeral her whole thing and i forgot about the skillet thing she told me years ago mm-hmm. 
And my aunt came to me and said, hey, I know you're really close with mom. Is there anything that you want? I said, well, she told me that if she got sick or if she thought she was going downhill fast, she would put great-grandmom's cast iron in the oven. And we went in there, and it was it was in there. So mm. posthumously, that was the that's best beautiful. gift I've wow. ever got. That, and then that's huh. really cool. two months later, I you know, started doing stuff like Bon Appetit and all this like weird, crazy stuff started happening. With, that's when the cast iron business took off. Mm. Wow. wow. And I'd been doing it for years before. And it was weird that that happened at that time hmm. within, a, within, really cool. within, I'm telling you six weeks, eight weeks, a couple months later, you know, you get the Gordon Ramsay follow Like it's weird. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah. So that's the best gift I've ever given, been given. Nice. So that's awesome. That's not awesome. to, not to bring the show down, but I mean, it kind of digs into the whole oh, cast. Yeah. Iron I thing. wouldn't it's say truthful. bring the show down. I'd say make the show real. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's real. You know how long it took for me to be able to tell that story. Yeah. Um, like Something how how did you get into cast iron in the first place? Well, I've always been a fan of buying and selling things because I am very big on reusing things. Um, my family we didn't grow up too with too much money. We would we did go to yard sales for a lot of things, and I realized like, hey man, we're saving a lot of money by buying stuff here. Like we would buy toys and stuff. We didn't buy like everything but we mm. get my mom my mom couldn't take us to toys r us every week or you mm. know what i mean i grew up playing sega genesis even though sega genesis had been out for 20 years or, or you know 10 years already hey, mm-hmm. you watch your mouth so no i love <laughs> dude i'm not talking down i um, own every sega console that they released in north america wow you watch your mouth no i'm saying <laughs> i mean no no so then you can tell you can <laughs> do not besmirch sega in this house but i learned that there's significant value in yard selling and i oh, i was yeah. like dude that's worth money that's worth money that's that's fun like mm-hmm. it, and it became almost like a challenge so then yard selling and then doing the flea market and all that stuff same yeah and i, I realized with my grandma and then with my friends yeah my grandmother's on. how i started doing it yeah she was nice. a, she did antiquing she was an mm-hmm. antiques dealer and i realized like <laughs> hey man these people want this stuff they don't know how to get it they want it restored why don't i find it and restore it mm. and then get, distribute it mm-hmm. so the love of the flip turned into like this hyper focused area of cast iron and it's just evolved to this complete business now and it's 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 wild what people want and like i the biggest the biggest joy i get is somebody that has a story similar to mine mm. but they have like a million cousins and one of the cousins got the pan and they want a specific <laughs> brand like they there's a million different variations of each kind of skillet. So they're like, you know, my grandmom had a, a slant logo Griswold 8704J. Can you find that exact one? Add it to my list. I fire off a text in the community to the pickers and I find one and I like bring tears to people's eyes because now they have that exact skillet that they would have no idea how to find. Mm-hmm. And that that is worth way more than any of the money that I get from doing this. Right. That's awesome. So it's 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 neat. It's neat to do that. So, That's, like, you mentioned, you know, going in and, and restoring and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? I know you have, like, a whole, like, shop, basically, yeah, that yeah. you go to and, like, yeah. yep. I have do a your thing. Whole place, whole, whole setup of, of you know, uh, there's, there's a method depending on how bad it is. I mean, if it's, if it's super bad, you need to use, uh, you know, like, I, I uh, not on the cooking surface, but, like, on the back of the skillers where you get a lot of soot and build up and stuff and, like, sulfur buildup so you could just use like a ger- generic oven cleaner on the back but on the cooking surface i don't like to do the whole chemical thing mm-hmm. so i really rely on what you would probably know the chemistry of metal if you 
use water and salt and non-abrasive abrasives, so to speak, you can actually make them nice with a little bit of using your brain. So I'm not going to sit here and scrub it. Yeah, you can do that if you want. Just ape it. Heat heat it up first, (laughs) put a little water in it, it, let that water heat up, let it sit. It'll lift a little bit more. You go down a couple layers, down, and then eventually you're down to bare metal, and then nobody will have to do that ever again if it's taken care of properly. So yeah. there's there's a there's a method to just about every way to do it. Um, but yeah, I just think you know being smart and taking your time and not rushing and not using any cu- kind of power tools. Don't do that. There's videos. People <laughs> send me TikToks all the time. Look, this dude sanded down his skillet. Well, good. He's never heard of chemistry because when you sand down something that's porous, it's not porous anymore. <laughs> You're covering up those pores. And I know from being in the metal industry that a grinder rotates at 11,000 to 17,000 RPMs. Now you put a rock wheel on that grinder and put that to the metal. What's that going to do? Hyperheat it up, anneal the metal, close off those pores, and you have a boat anchor. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Using it right will make it work fine. Like you, you hear the term well-oiled machine? Mm-hmm. That's the primitive version right there. People mm. don't understand that there's just so many different kinds of surface finishes of metal, and it makes such a huge difference in their application. Yep. Surgical steel, stainless steel, is just metal that's been stainless steel coated. It's just the difference in the outside of the metal finish. Mm-hmm. It just prevents metal flaking. There's no gaps for air and water to get under the surface of the metal. The surface of the metal looks like a croissant, basically under a microscope under certain like finishing conditions. Right. And the more you smooth that out, the less chance there is for air and water to get under that plate or of iron and oxidize oil when you're yeah. seasoning cast iron. So do not say, I don't care yeah. what the dude, what Jimmy in Kentucky did on TikTok. I don't care. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> people think that feeling it smooth is what counts. That's smooth because people used it for a hundred years and mm-hmm. it's been used properly. I pass on skillets that I know I could flip for big money, but they haven't been cared for. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pass on someone else's problem to somebody that says, hey, you sold me a bogus pan. You know what's going on. Yeah. So I don't. Or at the worst, make somebody sick. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If a pan looks funny to me, no way. And and I always heat them up when I before I send, send them out to, to season them and sanitize them as well. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, it's fun, like, learning the, the right way to ship them because they're brittle also. Cast iron is very brittle. If I drop that on the floor, it may crack mm-hmm. because it's brittle. It's I porous, take, yeah pool noodles and I cut the pool noodle in the length of the handle and slip it over the handle. Then I take a pool noodle. That's the circumference of the pan and cut a slit in it. So it like fits around the rim. It's, it's, it's (laughs) pretty fun. It's a neat, it's a challenge to me. (laughs) I did almost, almost 500 pans last year and I think I only had three break. That's awesome. Yes. We got another question. Nope. Oh, timing. Doing a time check. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. Do you guys want to get a couple more hot sauces? Yeah. Get, get, get hot here. Or do you want, does anybody want more beer? I think we'll just do some sauces. Okay, that means no beer. Did you yeah. hear how he said? I think we'll do some sauces. I think we'll just do some sauces. This is the Phoenix. This was featured on Hot Ones. Oh. This is a hot one. This is a very hot that, one. That checks out. Let's roll. Citrusy, scotch bonnety, just like the last one, but a lot hotter. Does it smell evil? Oh, no, it doesn't smell evil. No, it's actually, it's, it has cantaloupe in it. If you want your Ooh. nose to burn. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is not this is a this is a pit bull of hot sauces. We are not messing around here. Good, good. I have Mr. enough water. Right. Yeah, we're good. What am I doing wrong here? There's a lid. Shake it up. You're a lid. No, here, let me see. The lid. Here, the lid. There's uh, there's some there's some gunk in the lid. Oh, gotcha. Shake. It's 
plugged. Yep. She's plugged. Well, that'll do it. There we go. Now does it smell evil? Nope, still smells good. <laughs> we got evil here. Hang on. <laughs> oh, there is evil. Oh, no. Oh, no, bro. So what is Scotch Bonnet? Scotch Bonnet is a little short pepper, but it's round. It almost looks like a hamburger patty. Uh, yellow, mostly. I've seen ye- yellow Scotch smell. Bonnets. I'm not going to try any. Oh, come on. No, that's, that's, it tastes good up front, but I can already feel it building. It's, it's a hot one. Oh, that smells really good. It tastes really good. Not yeah, a favorite. It's it's going. It's going. Not oh, a yeah. fan of the flavor. Uh, no, but I. You might just not like Scotch bonnets because I can taste the Scotch possible. bonnet strong yeah, in certain, that. Certain peppers you may not. You may have a adverse effect to. Yeah. Um. So, what we're gonna get into next mm-hmm. is is hot. Um. Is these are these are hot peppers I grew myself. Oh boy, this oh, is great. So they're fresh and hot. <laughs> this is a Reaper dragon fruit and fennel. Ooh. What does the fennel add to it? Like a fennel. Not, uh-huh. not like licorice, but like a sweet tangy. You'll see. It's it's <laughs> here you go. Have at it. What does the fennel add? Hang on, let me shake this. Stringiness. One <laughs> this was fermented for nine months. Dang. Mm. Before it was bottled. Okay, so not that fresh. <laughs> Hang on, we gotta. I poke it with the fork. Yeah, if you oh, want. Oh, this is in my mouth though. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we don't do that. Uh, here, see if that one's good. <laughs> <laughs> that bottle opening ASMR right there, right? Oh, that one has the. Uh, that one has that liddy lid. All right, yeah, we're getting we we're go. getting some out of this one. All right, yeah, that was like. The what is in this one? That is a that is made with chocolate douglas. What? What now? That is a chocolate dude. It's part of the seven pot family, which is a chili hot enough to heat seven pots of pepper or pots of chili. Ah, I thought it was like a. Uh, See, this a, one a smells like it's gonna hurt type me. Thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying here. You might have to tap it out a little bit. There's. Well, it's on my fingers, so I can't rub my eyes anymore. Or, I mean, or I you could and just have a lot of fun. That. Just some like spice up front, but this one's like quickly building up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just give it a smell. You want to sniff? That's a hot a l- one. A little bit of smoky. Yeah, smoky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I, that I did get. Half of them it. are smoked. Half of them are not. And yeah. then that's I don't want to smell them. I just won't put it in my mouth because if I smell, I'm not going to eat it. No, no. no. <laughs> that one, you that one, you know, is pretty hot. Now, yeah. Is, now I felt that one right out the gate. Yeah. Really? You're, you're knocking on over a million Scovels. I know you said two hundred. Yeah. Oh. You didn't have that much. This is the droppers on that lid for a reason. We don't. Yeah, that cha- I saw the dropper and I'm like, mm. nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is building, but it's not overbearing. It's spicy, but it's not painful. Ooh. That's what the fermenting <clears throat> does. Yep, feel that on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll feel it later too. Dabble, sure. do you? <laughs> You're gonna feel it at the other end. This is yeah, a, this is a more beforehand. runnier sauce. Yeah, but we're not having anything Grab drenched in it. You're having little little sips of it. You'll be yeah. all right. Dabs will do is that you. A challenge. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. The other one. <laughs> that one's spicy up front. The other one was spicy up front. Oh, well, that's going to punch you in the face then. Great. <laughs> Bob that. <laughs> we'll give it to Bob to sniff. I smell it from here. Mm-hmm. The good news is my mouth is already spicy. So. I wish Remember, I wasn't don't such a inhale because this smells it. amazing. I sent some of these to a, um, a restaurant 
uh, for their tasting menu in St. Paul, Minnesota, and they actually pasteurized it and like put it through their kitchen to make sure it was all legal schmiegel. Mm. But they used like one bottle for a couple months. They would use it as part of a, like a reduction <laughs> sauce, and they would do they do like wings crazy out oh, there. Oh wow! So, um, this that's this, strong. Yeah, you don't need a lot. You can add Good. it to things again. I feel it on the sides of my palate. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm getting it right down the center of the tongue. Because I, I don't chew in the center. I chew off on the side. Chews in the center of the tongue. Well, you put it on your <laughs> tongue and then you move it. Kind of like um, the killer whale from Free Willy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't do that. I go right to the side. So I feel it. Like on the sides, yeah, right on like my chewer molars. Yep, that's where I'm feeling the burn. If you put it right to the sides, so you miss some of the taste of it. Well, I put it on the tip, and then I go off to the sides. So we'll end nicely. This is one that I just made about two months ago. This is a ghost peppers that I grew at the house, <coughs> and uh, fresh Jersey peaches. It's a peach <laughs> ghost pepper. Am I going to be able to taste that after that last one? Yeah, this is this will this, you'll taste the sweet. Yeah, I have a plan. Oh my man, you got to plug plug up top. <laughs> this one is not as hot. It's just a good one to end on. Sorry, you said ghost pepper. Yeah, it is not as hot. It's all about no, the concentration. No, no, no. no ghost pepper is nothing compared to the, what's in the the dra- There's like jigsaws. There's reapers in there. There's a lot of stuff in there, but that's just straight. Ghost peppers. Oh my god, that's delicious. Yeah, thank you. Wow. <clears throat> that is really good. Thank you. Oh, I like the smell of that one. Bob, Bob that you, one's not hot. You might no? you yeah. might be able to handle that. I'll one. give it a shot. Why not? What do you have in here? Good. What's the sweet? Peach. Jersey peaches. There's an onion in there. There's a little garlic and just a very little bit of garlic. That's really, I would eat that on the regular. Yeah, I have, I think I made uh, eight eight or nine bottles of that. If I think about it, next time you do an episode, I'll send Bob with a bottle for you guys to have. I know oh, that's really I'll good. I'll just buy a bottle of that for me. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> that's really good. So with hot sauce, the thing that you really play around with is your ratios of like vinegar and sugar and water and salt and all that stuff because too much of one thing will make it rot, too much of another thing won't let it ferment. Mm. You really got to play around with... It's it's chemistry. Mm. There's a it's lot like of trial and, and all that and other error. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Uh, if you guys want to snap photos of those three there before we, mm-hmm. uh, those were the ones that you were singing the praises of there. So, yeah. Yeah. well, I mean that last one was also really good, but it ain't got no label. No, <laughs> actually, um, we just well, know we, a guy. We got the source. <laughs> well, uh, next month we're uh, we're hoping to get a mead guy on, mm-hmm. and we're oh. doing like a like a fall mm-hmm. activity, like going outside, like sitting by the fire. That's yours. Um, mm-hmm. You can have that. <laughs> thanks thanks um, for having me on your show. Yeah, we're, we're doing that. So, we're yeah. having a guy who's, you know, makes his own mead, all that kind of stuff. He makes so it I'm himself. Really excited yeah. to have him on. Purple, Purple Prince, who was in the chat. Yeah. That's him. He's so going to, he makes meads. We're going to do full Oh, I thought that was Phil Bosco. No, different. This is our other friend, Phil. Oh. Yeah, different Phil. Phil Ryback. Oh, shit. I just plugged a whole dude's Instagram that I thought was watching. <laughs> it's fine if it's a good instant to follow. No, it's a follow good. Too. I sent Bob a couple, like not to mm. not to go off on other 
people's projects, but mm. there's no, a guy, you guys, your friends. you guys do D and D, right? There's mm-hmm. a dude that I watch on Instagram. I have no idea what D and D even is. I, I'm not, I don't say anything negative about it, but I don't know that world. Mm-hmm. And he specializes in making the props and the pieces look mm. ultra realistic. And nice. he's very good Cosplayer. at it. Yeah, he does. He does um, lives a lot. Like he's really active in the community. I guess you could say, like making like like the minis and like yeah. the, the terrain figures. He'll That's show you awesome. how to make like styrofoam look like rocks and like he's just just a cool, just like a happy, nice guy. His mm-hmm. name is Jay's Tabletop. I sent that to you. And what was the other one I said that I sent? There I, was, I forget which the other oh, one man, was. Let me was look it up one? real quick. I, I got it right here. I just sent it to you, Bob. <laughs> um, yeah, Jay's table. Okay, and then you guys were talking about being into 3D printing. There's a guy uh, in New Jersey. His name yeah. Chips and Ramen is his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he's very good. He does, like, really cool, unique stuff. Like, you see a lot of guys that are 3D printing things, it's kind of like a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he'll be like, here's this sculpture piece just because I felt like sharing it with you guys. Like, he's really, Im- like, immersed in good content and, like, really creative pieces. That's so awesome. I sent it to, to Bob. If the guy wants to do a phone or come in, whatever, just... Mm-hmm. Cool people that I that that are not part of any cast iron realm, but I like, yeah. The, well, that's that's the uh, what we hope to do with this podcast is it's a, it's a podcast about hobby stuff and things people are super passionate about, and we <laughs> just want to have people on to talk about the thing that they're super passionate that, about. That's part of the mm-hmm. reason we selected what we selected for the top of the logo because the tabletop trio wraps around the bottom, but the logo is a table with dice, a steering wheel. Chef's utensils and what was the other thing on the list? Uh, game controller. The oh, game controller. controller. Yeah, that's it's, yeah. It's just all about all of our favorite hobbies. Yeah, see, that's good. That's what the, the conversation me and Bob had on the way over here is like you guys just want people that are passionate about something to be here because if you can inspire somebody, because a lot of people like, like I'll be honest with you, I found a, a deep purpose after I started doing this. Like mm-hmm. I got some of that wholesome reactions and some of those connections and things that I made. I'm like, this is this is what I should be doing. Like mm-hmm. this is a this is what I feel like I'm meant to do. You can inspire somebody to find something like that. Jesus, God, that's got to feel good. And that, yeah. that person will be very happy to share what you do mm-hmm. in turn. And you'll have a whole list that it'll just keep, it just keep giving and giving. You right. know what I mean? I, uh, I, I actually had an experience like that. I recently started up a YouTube channel okay. where I just race in iRacing. Right. And I just record screen record myself racing and I'll just talk and, Instead of thinking the things I'm saying out loud, I'm saying them out loud. Just naturally talk. And just upload each race up to YouTube and that kind of stuff. Brilliant. I got a comment today on a video I did a couple days ago, and this guy was saying how he loves my content. He watches every single one of my videos, and you know, he's saying he's like, watching your videos makes me want to get back into iRacing more. Mm. And he's like, I love the way you approach these races as a very real, you know, yeah, things might suck, but you know, you take this as a real thing and you have fun with it and like that's just so cool to get you know because i'm just sharing something and i get like 10 12 views on my videos i'm not getting anything super crazy right right? but it's just cool to share that passion that i have and Mm -hmm. if someone watches it and someone enjoys it yeah that is just it's the extra icing on there you know what i mean like that's just so cool that's that's me and i'm assuming you guys with this podcast i mean i know we don't have like a ton of people watching right now but like to just be able to talk about the things that we're talking about and get people involved and chatting and, mm-hmm. you know, feel like it's a, it's a small community that everyone talks and like the chat was busting today. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but that makes me so happy to see the chat. Like, yeah. 
Like it's people just, are interacting. I love it. It's it's yeah. a great feeling to just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a thing. I'm talking about people. I'm bringing someone on that I just met Kyle today. I know you called in. I think last week or the week before, right. but I didn't know him outside of that. But we've been talking for a couple hours, and turns out a lot of overlap. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like a great way to like m- meet people, meet content creators, meet other people who are really passionate about things, and yeah. That's, like, I don't, I'm I'm easily um, not smitten, but like, I yeah, pick, I, hope I, you're not I pull I I pull hobbies real like all left and right. Mm. That's why I have new stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe got ADHD hobby bad. Yeah, so I'll like six months I'm in it, and then like month seven. It's in a box, and I'll see it in, dude, like, Dude, I had years. that before I got to this, dude. I'd buy, like, a pound of knitting stuff and be like, I'm going to make a fucking scarf. <laughs> I'd make a doily and throw it all out. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so it's, like, when I, when I meet people who are super passionate about, like, their hobbies, I feel like that's kind of not my calling, but I like being able to talk to someone who's passionate about something they're passionate about right. because it gives me a little insight about a hobby that I might not know about or mm. that... I might be a little interested in, but like I said, I've never gotten cast iron because I've always felt like the, not the learning curve, but like the step in for me and the way I like clean and process and stuff like that. I, I just didn't think it was something that I could work with. Mm. Like I got a, a flat top outside. I got like the little two burner, right. whatever, and I've been cooking with it. And then before I'm done, I do like the hibachi style, throw the water on it, clean right. everything off. Um, wipe it down. Put Same some oil thing you can do with and, this, right? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's basically gonna be like my guinea pig, of like, can I actually treat cast iron like good, right? To own an actual good cast. Well, iron? I'll show you. I brought a not not necessarily for the podcast, but I mean for myself, I, mm-hmm. I brought my own stainless steel wool so I could clean the pans before we go. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how easy it actually is. Yeah. So I mean that pan. That the the Indian head over there that was featured this morning in a reel I did of, of flipping an egg, mm. so literally like I used it this morning. I came here and cooked with it. Just keep cooking with the stuff, and that oil will just penetrate deeper, deeper. It'll polymerize, which is a fancy word for cook on mm-hmm. almost. Like it'll bake into the piece. Yeah, it's not hard, man. I I, I want everybody to discover because a well, uh, the average consumer replaces their full line of cookware if it's nonstick products within five to seven years. Mm-hmm. And the average set is 125 to $350. Mm-hmm. So if you do the math, how long you live and how much money you actually spend over the years and how much waste you're actually creating, because stuff that has the nonstick surfaces and stuff like all the special chemicals and stuff, mm-hmm. can't truly recycle that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're basically buying something that's going to end up in a landfill or, you know, turned into something that's not going to be beneficial and useful. That's what uh, Ali and I have been really focusing on with this set of cookware. So when we got married in 2019, uh-huh. we were like, so we put cookware on our registry and I was using all my mom's years, years old stuff to cook. Yeah. We were like, let's get an actual full set of cookware with all lids that match and shit. Yeah. And really take care of it. And yep. it, it is like the Teflon stuff. It's not like we didn't get cast iron stuff. Right. But we switched all of our cooking utensils out to like wood, rubber or plastic tip or wood tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And made sure we're not using metal forks to scrape stuff out of the bottom of the pans right. anymore. Three and a half years later, they are still flawlessly clean right like you it, no matter what hobby you get into no matter what you do no matter how you treat the things that you own 
you get what you put into it. Like if, if you're not going to take care of the things you have, your car, your house, your spouse, they're going to go sour. Care like, enough to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. People back in the day didn't Google shit. They figured it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. They figured out what works best for them. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not here to educate anybody. I'm here to just tell people what I do and show them the results of what I figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not here to say, you need to do it this way. I know I got a little, a little uptight when we were talking about soap. That's just because I feel really passionate about it because I have kind of a scientific background of it by having people right. that are scientists in my life and actually working in the metal field for the last 15 years. But like I said, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to show you this is what I did. And if you can you know, learn a little bit from me, maybe your life will be better. Like your podcast, if you could learn a little bit about a hobby, your life may be enriched. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if you're responsible for somebody having a good day, you feel good about yourself. Right. And there's that, that that's infinite depending on mm-hmm. how deep you get into something. So. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel like that's a Agreed. really good jumping off point mm-hmm. um, uh, for tonight. And uh, Kyle, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Like, this was awesome. This yeah. was so much fun. You're Ditto. welcome. Um, the food was delicious. I know you've got a couple uh, big projects coming up. Mm. Um, go ahead, plug them. Tell us, you know, all about that. Um, I trademarked the name Podcast Iron. Um, nice. And I kind of took all the, <laughs> the stuff that I learned from doing the podcast with my brother, who's an absolute production genius. You know, he went to school for it and he, you know, he really is talented. Very. Like. Bob's been to the studio that we do it in at his, at my brother's house actually. And he's just, he's just so wrapped up into doing it good and doing it right. Like just figuring it out. And we took everything we learned from doing full slice and building full slice to what it was. Uh, and we're just turning that into this podcast about cast iron because there is no content in the podcast world about cast iron. Mm. Uh, I got a lot of uh, chefs lined up for interviews, a lot of history. I want to teach. I mean, my end game is to have a more educated consumer. Like I want people to mm. know about this stuff because I mean, a, a business can't succeed if people don't know about it and they mm. don't know what it is and what uh, an educated consumer will buy more from you. Right. But I also want them to know what they're getting and how much is put into it and what it, where it came from, the history. I'm really, imp- I'm really involved in the history of these things. So I want to do history episodes. I want to do episodes on on recipes, certain ways to simplify things. I, I'm a big fan of doing fun, easy uh, weeknight dinners and salads and stuff like that. Just just everything cast iron, podcast iron. Um, our first episode actually releases tomorrow. Mm. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, or whatever, wherever you get your podcast from, chances are it'll be through there so that's under the podcast iron name. yeah i trademarked that yeah if you uh, are time. <laughs> if you're watching or if you're listening to this on our podcast that means it releases today mm-hmm. yeah there you go yeah 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 yeah, yeah. thursday uh <laughs> the 29th i guess it is 29th yeah yeah tomorrow the, the yeah thursday the 29th um other than that i just took on a couple writing projects a uh, couple places that it's not out yet they're you know still being edited and stuff like that i don't want to say like exactly sure, what they yeah. are but you'll, you'll uh, if I can send them to Bob. Maybe we can. Oh, yeah. If somebody's we'll, interested, we'll definitely share them for you. Um, there's a couple. There's an article I did with Bon Appetit about like a lot of the backstory on finding this stuff and restoring it. Um, that's in my link in my bio on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, cast iron underscore Kyle. I do the funny reels. I do cooking stuff. I just want people to have a fun place where they can learn to cook. That's awesome. Hell yeah. And, uh, well, Kyle, thank you again so much for uh, jumping on with us here today. Thanks Amazing for having me. You like, today. Yep. This yeah, has been you. so much fun. The steak, the elk, yep. the potatoes, the, the beer, beer, the hot beer. sauce. <laughs> Hopefully. The Fritos, the Fritos. man. We'll, we'll do it again sometime. <laughs> hey. maybe, maybe I'll cook for you in the next episode. Absolutely, bro. 
Definitely. We uh, And we'll even do like a little roll for whatever we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll roll some dice. Whatever the dice lands on, that's what we're going to cook. We did Go. that. Uh, yeah, so we, we roll dice. Okay. Uh, we have some of the cookbooks are behind me, but there's more. We roll dice for the book uh-huh. and we roll dice for the page. I cook what's what's there. What? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> he did uh, chicken kirage okay. last month. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was incredible. I had chicken kirage over the weekend. Wow. His was better. Good, man. Like <laughs> rolling dice like that song. Remember that song, uh, My United States or whatever? Officer Leroy called me shooting dice in the alley. He was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> 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 you guys should have that as an outro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Kiki down the beach, she was all like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> now I remember. It's been a minute since I heard of that yeah, song. Same, oh, dude. man. Um, thanks, guys. Yeah, no thank problem. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find us, uh, if you're watching here on Twitch, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you give us a follow and all that sort of thing. Uh, the show also goes live Thursdays. Um, on anywhere you find a podcast, player.fm, tune in radio, uh, still waiting on Apple to get back to us. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Uh, but we're on Google, Spotify, you name it. We're there. Uh, also, uh, tabletoptrio.podbean.com. You can check us out there as well. Uh, so for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And I'm Kyle. And, uh, <laughs> this has been Tabletop Trio. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Dude, how many cats do you have? Remember, we got a full.